one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined for the first time in two weeks. Luke Owen! Hola, Swaf Nation, and an hola, mi amigo, Oliver Davis, comestar. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you've gone full native. I believe that's German you were yes. doing there. I might have actually got that last bit wrong. Um, I was trying to do really well. I was trying to speak as much Spanish as I could while I was out in Peru. So I was doing very basic things. Hola. If, Hello. If you know the person, so like our tour guide, Amigo Richard, you know, in Colorado. Friend Nats. Richard. Friend Richard. Uh, hola, senor, senorita. La cuenta, how much por favor. Is, how much is your wife? <laughs> All the standard <laughs> All phrases. All the standard things. Brits use abroad. Trace Cerveza. Just... Uh, tr- very Trace Cerveza. Oh, no, three beers. Three beers, yes. You Although four people. Yeah, well, one of them doesn't drink a lot. So my sister-in-law doesn't drink much. And... Um, at one point, I accidentally said uh, "tray ceviche," thinking that's what beer is. But ceviche is actually a, a, it's like raw fish that's being cured in lime. <laughs> what a mishap! <laughs> the guy looked at me very confused because we'd just given like a big food order, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, uh, and tray ceviche." And uh, ceviche's me, all round. And it's because we just ordered a lot of vegetarian food. So I went, "Hmm," and I was like, "Nope, cerveza." I want, I want, I want Cerveza. And he was like, ah, yeah, no, I know what you mean. Cerveza. Yeah, so, oh, sorry, I just bumped into my microphone. There. It's, um, the Z's are there, sounds. It was, uh, it was quite a culture shock landing in. So, anyway, thank you very much uh, for, for welcoming me back, everyone. It's been lovely uh, being away for a little bit, but I've actually been, I've been looking forward to coming back. Been very much looking forward to coming back. I've missed doing the podcast. There were, I, I got a WhatsApp message from you that just said, in all caps, I miss you. And... It genuinely warmed my heart. And I was like, oh, you know what? I miss you too, man. I was, I was sending that to Laurie. <laughs> and I accidentally... <laughs> so it's not a personal WhatsApp. That's because you... I just assumed you were completely out of all Wi-Fi range. Mm. And I think it was last week you said, oh, I'll send you over this this support WrestleTalk bumper we all filmed at the top of Machu Pikachu. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It just like all the... I'm quite good at compartmentalizing. So if someone goes away, 
I just won't miss them because mm. I can lock it off. But then if they puncture through that, I so it, it all comes back and I can't take it. <laughs> so, and that was like that was a very genuine I miss you. And I've got to say, I was excited. <laughs> I've been excited the last few days. I've been talking about you nonstop to Anna. I was like, who's <laughs> coming back for tomorrow? <laughs> I was at the airport in uh, Cusco. I might have been Lima. And I just turned to my wife because I was, you know, th- this was like Monday at 20 to 9 p.m. On, a, on, a, on Sunday. And I knew I was landing on Monday afternoon with the time difference and everything. It was an overnight flight, but I landed like Monday at three o'clock in the afternoon. And I said to my wife, and I was like, I know we got 14 hours worth of travel, but it's actually going to go by really quickly because I'm really looking forward to going back to work. And thankfully as well, because I had a 14-hour flight with no in-flight entertainment, despite the fact I flew with British Airways. So they did have in-flight entertainment set up, but my screen wasn't working. Like, it was just off. And I was like... And other people's were. Other people's were on. And I was was like, that's annoying. Mine's off. Mm. But then I thought... Do you know what? It, I don't think it's going to be too much of a problem. I've got podcasts anyway. But when they were coming around to give out champagne to everyone, I um, I just happened to mention, I was like, by the way, my, my screen's not working. I'm like, oh, we'll look into that. Um, got my seat number. Went off. And then I was just looking around at everyone else. And a few people just prodding around. I think uh, my wife was struggling to get her movies to work. And all of a sudden, I saw all of them come up saying, like, your system's being reset. And did, did there, was there a slight hacking Effect on the TV <laughs> and then Crow the Mandarin started, yeah, Solomon Crow started coming yeah. through, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, and then I was just like, your system was being reset and then no one's worked. And then... So in, a, in, in an attempt to fix your one... Well, I don't know because I it think... It ruined I, I it think for everyone. I think everyone's was broken to begin with. Mm. But I did have a slight pang of just like, oh, have, I, have I made this all not work? And then... But, you know, as I was walking through the plane, everyone was just sleeping anyway, so it was okay. Yeah. Um, but I had so I, it gave me a chance to listen to all the intros and outros of the Wrestle Ramble podcasts while I was away to see how much <coughs> Pete had ruined my child, and it turns out everything was fine. Yeah, he just knocked it around a little bit. He did a little bit. He did say to me when I got in, one of the first things he said was like, "Oh, by the way, I might have deleted something by accident off the template that you set up, so you might have to redo some stuff." Oh, you mean the entire template on the first day? <laughs> oh, the entire. <laughs> oh, he didn't say it was the entire template. I don't know the extent of it, but he was very flustered on the first day, <laughs> and he didn't come back to the main office for about an hour. And I, I popped my head and I said, "Everything going okay, Pete?" And he was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> he said, I don't know where it is, uh, but the the, 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 te- the template doesn't have anything on, so I'm just making everything again from scratch. And I reckon he probably could have found it, but you know when you get so worried, yeah. just, I'm just going to be busy. Yeah, he just made it busy. Yeah. Just... I would never do that with anything that you asked me to do. Either. <laughs> no, no, you wouldn't have done anything like that, would you, Randy? No. Oh, by the way, yeah, we're joined by Randy Datsun, who's not meant to speak in the intros. What? That was never a thing. It was totally a thing. Oh. I told you like three times last time. No, no, no. Week. You said not to talk during the actual show. I did hear there was some controversy surrounding you doing a voice. Mm. So uh, for one show, because Pete was like, Andy, you are not passionate enough. Which is true. So I... <laughs> I, I like unpassionate Andy. I think that's what got him over. Not that he wasn't passionate. It's just that he was very softly spoken. Yeah. yeah. So then I started rolling my R's and doing a bit, a bit of a... A bit of a kind of Greg, Greg Hamilton. So you went to the real extreme. Yeah, and then everyone, and then at the end, like Ollie went, um, can you can you not do that? <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh, I've been I've been reducing it to one rolled R for the last. But um, you, special what, you say you're reducing it, but do you need to do it at all? I just like doing it once. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you used to do it normal, like just to a normal degree before, mm. but now it's become a thing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there was a backlash. Yeah. There was a payback. Yeah, there was a the stomping grounds. There was a stomping, stomping grounds. grounds yeah. yeah, it was an extreme rule. Speaking of which, I've just put up the predictions for Fighter Fest. Fighter oh, Fest. Fighter Fest. Yes, which is uh, if you are part of our Ramble, sorry, our Wrestle League. I've been away for a while. I forgot what everything's called. Ramble Wrestle League season two. If you're a part of Screen Stalker, <laughs> join us. Show. I mean, <laughs> I was doing um, I was doing the news today, and I was talking about Will Ospreay, and I was calling him IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. But I haven't said those words in so long. I was like, those words don't make any sense. And I started to question whether IWGP was the right letters and in the right order. Mm. And I said it about four times. I was like, I think that's right at all. So I just, I just said to the editor, I was like, just cut that. I'm just going to say junior heavyweight champion. I know that bit's right, but I I'm, not, I'm not 100% sure if the first bit is. The new Japan flippy belt. <laughs> That's what I just go for. Uh, we're going to jump into the main show in a bit, and then maybe we'll uh, have some traveling tales from my my time away. But Lord I did want to. The sky lord. <laughs> but I uh, wanted to read this because I I was just going onto old Facebook, which I've not been on in quite some time. I've also not been on Twitter in ages. By the way, taking time away from Twitter is an amazing thing to do. It's beautiful. I could have told you that. That's my entire life. I felt incredible. <laughs> I felt incredible about it. Um, but Ross, um, Ross Williams, who wrote Bob Holly's book, and he's recently, I've, I, he's actually sent you me a You know that guy, don't you? I do you? know he's a friend yeah, of mine. Yeah, yeah, you don't he's bring also, that up often. No, well, I've got to, you know, give him the credit of what he's given. I've also got to try and plug his book. He's also just releasing Al Snow's autobiography as well, which I have got a copy of, but I've not read yet. I was going to read it while I was away, but never got around to it. But he, um, he sent me this on the old Facebook today, a post that he made seven years ago. So, in order to apparently boost their ratings, WWE had Vince McMahon make his return to screen. He did a bunch of comedy and basically pointed out the inadequacies of his management and his talent. Yeah. Not quite sure of the business practices there, but he's run more successful wrestling promotions than I have, so maybe he must be onto something. Seven years ago, that was. Yeah, and they've done it like every two years <laughs> since. <laughs> no. Anyway, let's jump into the main show. What are we talking about? Uh, is AJ Styles turning heel? I'm looking forward to this episode because you've got a lot to catch up on. Apparently so. A lot can change in two <laughs> weeks of WWE. I was very confused by the random changes. of like, we're restarting the match. I'm like, are we? Why? <laughs> you left. Just to put it in perspective, Luke left. The last thing you saw was Goldberg versus Undertaker <laughs> in Saudi Arabia. And I thought, Undertaker's gone for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, why is everyone get, getting so excited? He was here two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, here is the show. We're chatting, is AJ Styles turning heel? Yeah, so mm. it's an interesting one because I uh, I didn't particularly think that he was going by the end of the show, but I suppose if you kind of go back and think about and like look at the interview that he did with Charlie, mean Charlie Caruso, mean Charlie Caruso, yeah. where she, she was mean. <laughs> she, can we just talk about that interview segment? Let's that's, that's, that's <laughs> come on to that. We'll, we'll talk about the whole theory as to why we think Styles is yeah. turning. Well, I'm, 
You I don't, don't take me through it. I think it's a possibility. Okay. When AJ Styles came back from injury, because he's been off for about a month, six weeks, with a back injury, and he's healed up now, he was medically cleared on last week's Raw, and he was being interviewed about that. And then Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson walk in, and we're like, hey, AJ, how's it going? And he's like, you two need to buck up your ideas. You two need to be serious ass kickers once again. Mm. The guys I knew back in Japan. So like, all right then, we're going to do that. And then they went out and lost to the Usos in about a minute. Nice. And they did a similar thing here where they went out and lost to the Viking Raiders. But they did show a bit more... I mean, I mean, granted, I didn't see the match last week. Mm. I haven't seen anything. Someone actually did say, have you caught up with, with everything? I was like, no. <laughs> Someone even said, are you going to watch Stomping Grounds? I was like, no, absolutely not. That's three hours of Raw times two, two hours of SmackDown times two. Yep, two so hours of NXT. That's that's a hundred hours, yeah, nearing about, yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, yeah, this week. But I was, but I was going to say, sorry, I thought that the uh, the Good Brothers did actually have quite a good showing against the Viking Raiders. Like they took the first half of the match, but the match was three minutes long. No, but still, it's more than I've seen them mm. have in the ring in b- about two years. Yeah, I think it is actually a good story they're telling. Uh, that the Gallows and Anderson go, go out there. They have a minute of good offense, but then they seem to get a bit cocky. They get cocky, start too sweet in each other, be like, <laughs> we got this. It's that exact party style that AJ wants them to stop doing and be, take things more seriously. Yeah. And that's when Ivar had an amazing hot tag. Incredible little hot tag. Whoa. So that was really good. And then the Viking experience Raiders War beat them. Mm-hmm. And then AJ sort of dressed them down again backstage. So this could be a really good story that Gallows and Anderson are slowly becoming badass again. Mm -hmm. And then I think hopefully they'll form with AJ. Or it could just be a way to bury them. Like this could, this just goes nowhere. I did think because they are one of the two that look to be on the way out, most likely heading over to AEW or something along those lines. Um, and I did think, I was like, I wonder if they're only getting a push because of the rumours that they are mm. possibly on the outs. And then they were losing again. I was like, or is this just a punishment? Or is this just a way to be like, oh, you're leaving? Okay, well, you're just going to lose all the time then. Because you either, basically, you either lose all the time or you win the tag belts. Yeah. It's, it's one or the other. <laughs> but the, they, so, so as part of this and why I think it might not be that is the AJ Styles involvement because mm-hmm. he's signed for multi-years with the company he said he's going to end his career in WWE yep. they think very highly of AJ Styles Vince McMahon is reportedly always very impressed with him so if they're packaging the club back together and they're sort of going towards this reunion I think Raw especially has a legitimate heel problem at the moment mm. they haven't got them this is why baron corbin's in the main <coughs> event as is Lacey evans yeah and all of kofi kingston's challenges are and as Mid-cars. much as i love them dolph ziggler samoa joe kevin owens they're not i know one of those guys is a former universal champion but they have not been portrayed as credible threats for a long time no but this could be a way aj styles with gallows and anderson as the club to really be a, a mid sorry mid card i'm just so used to saying it a proper Main event heel act. And I did think to myself, I was like, oh, and Finn Balor could join them as well. 
forgetting that he's not on that brand anymore. But then again, Samoa Joe's going for the WWE Championship, and the last time I checked, he is a Raw guy, right? Yeah, mm. so that's another thing to catch you up on. The wild cards aren't really talked about anymore. I was going to ask this. It's just a super show now. Yeah, is that what it... Okay. Oh, oh, yeah, but <laughs> you don't get Raw stars on SmackDown. <laughs> it's... It's one-way traffic, okay. and then Seth Rollins will appear once every two years on SmackDown. Okay, well, that makes sense then. Because <laughs> I, I did think, at one point, I was going to start tracking the wild cards, but then I thought, no, I'm, no. Not, I'm not sure if they've said the word, and mm. there, there appears to have been a lot already. Occasionally, so. Sami Zayn will say wild card as a joke. <laughs> and that, because that's precisely what it is. Okay, so that's, and the match is restarting is, are those the only two changes? And I'm sure there's loads. We'll we'll come on to them as we go. Is is one of the other changes interviewers asking a question and then when they start to answer it say, actually I don't care about that. No, that's new. <laughs> that's new. That's new. Charlie Caruso's interviewing AJ backstage and she's like, AJ, it's so good to see you. You're back from injury. Tell me about your injury. And AJ's like, Hey, you know, Charlie, I have been out for a while. She's like, No, no, I don't care about that. I'll ask you about that later. And then asks another question. And I thought to myself, I must have misheard. So I went back and, <laughs> and, and rewatched it. It was like, no, no, she literally asks the question. He starts to answer and she's like, I haven't got time for that. Yeah, it's so rude. It's so and, and you know, like, th this is all very funny. I found this hilarious. <laughs> We've been joking about mean Charlie Caruso for ages. Yeah. This was the meanest she's ever been yeah. to a top guy. Know, yeah. But, like, really, fundamentally... It makes Styles look rubbish. Oh, yeah, it really does. Because he doesn't go, well, excuse me. Yeah. I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. You, you, I, I can't tell you from Dasher. <laughs> but he doesn't. He just goes, oh, yeah, sorry, my bad. Yeah. So the match with Ricochet later on. But it, I, I almost argue, I would argue that it kind of almost makes sense in the grander scheme of the interview, though, because he's standing there being a bit frustrated because that question has been asked and he didn't get to answer it. And then No Way Jose's music starts playing, which distracts him from the interview. And then he's like, OK, no, I'll carry on the interview anyway. But then the music plays again and he sees Gallon and Anderson. And it's like, so he's got the frustration of the interview, frustration of the music, and then he sees his two very, very good friends who used to be these absolute dominating forces in Japan acting like goofs, which then fuels him mm. to be annoyed. So I kind of, I can almost Pritchard this into making sense. I think a week your optimism <laughs> is going to last. I thought this, I th it was funny because it was bad. But it was actually quite harmful, I thought, for AJ. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're right. Then uh, AJ goes and talks to Gallows and Carl Anderson. That's what leads into the Viking Raiders bit. And later on in the main event was AJ Styles versus Ricochet, which was a great TV match. Would have been a great 20-minute match. Yeah. Well, how long did they go? About 10? About 10 minutes in yeah. the end because they started to have a match. Then Gallows and Anderson came down. Anderson tripped Ricochet. And then AJ told them to go to the back and the match was restarted through an ad break. And then they had a 10-minute match. Yeah. Whereas they could have just had one 20-minute match. Mm. You see, I didn't, you know, so the reason the match was restarted was because of this new reportedly stupid rule that Vince McMahon doesn't want any matches to continue through an ad break. Which is something that we have complained about. Yes. And yes. I, I'm quite, and that actually... Doesn't like that, that's not an issue. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really happy with that. Yes, uh, and I think the matches are much better for it. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, WWE have decided that means to take a break 
will have all these stupid stipulations that are completely overdone. Two out of three fools, elimination stipulations or run-ins where they can artificially restart these matches to give them a break to go to commercials. Right. Yeah, there is a better way to do this. Like, I, I, Wrestling Observer Radio were talking about this, and um, they were pointing out that, like, American football, they don't play... They just wait till the, like, the, the action is over and then have an ad break, as opposed to they don't, like, set up the start of a play, go to an ad break, and then just tell the wait, players to wait for a bit, and then when the ad break comes back, they then start the play. No, they just schedule the ad breaks around the action. Yeah. Which is actually not that difficult to do as opposed to having an eight-man tag that is elimination-based and then when it gets down to the final two teams, they're like, we're going to have to restart this match. And like, what? Why are we restarting the match all of a sudden? What does that mean? Yeah. It's it's really, it's like being in a traffic jam for wrestling <laughs> where you, it keeps stopping and starting. Uh, but that, so... so Gallows and Anderson yeah. came down. They tripped Ricochet, and AJ Styles gets out the ring and says, "Hey, I'm gonna have. I don't want none." Is that what he said? No, no, no. no. That's okay. what I put oh. in his mouth. Uh, That's what she's. I don't want none of your cheating heel tactics. And he sends them to the back. That's that was the first bit where I was like, "Huh, I could see him turning heel with them." <laughs> I thought it was going to happen on this show for a moment. Are they heels? Uh, they're. They're definitely not baby faces. Okay. If they're tripping Ricochet in the main event I suppose that's to help true, yeah. out their buddy. Yeah, that's true. And that they've I think they did this before. They've they've told this story before actually, but then it just fizzled out and didn't end up going anywhere. Sounds very unlikely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, AJ just turned face or like kept his face character off the back of it. Gallows and Anderson just thanosed away. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I I mean it's there is AJ Styles turning heel question. I'm not 100% on that, but I, it is a possibility. I was thinking about this after you posed the question. I can almost see Gallows and Anderson turning on AJ. Yeah, possibly. And then you lead to a tag team feud between Ricochet and AJ versus the Good Brothers mm -hmm. as like a big sort of fun flip de doo Like AJ and Ricochet, the, the dream flip de doo tag team. Or, I mean, I don't want to get heel turn crazy here, but maybe they're like... AJ's no fun. AJ's rubbish. Who else can we get to lead our Motley crew? What's Finn Balor doing at the moment? What is Finn Balor doing? Because Not much. I, I was going to say, I've been gone for a couple of weeks, but I did get to do my stomping ground predictions while I was doing a toilet because I did get some Wi-Fi and I suddenly got a message from Andy with a form. I was like, I'm going to assume this is uh, stomping ground predictions. I'm going to pick these at random. And I was like, what's the most... You did really well. I was like, what's the most boring thing this company could do? Bomb, 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 Elias. And then press send and I was on my way. Turns out that's actually the best way to do predictions. Did did anyone else say Elias for the special guest referee? Give me... Oh, no, no, no. That wouldn't have worked because he was set up as the first dud one. He was taken out. Oh, right. I just thought it would be the most boring choice possible. Maybe it's Elias. Oh, they found one more. They found one worse. So, yeah, so AJ and Ricochet had a really solid... I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, of course you're going to. It's AJ versus Ricochet. This is a dream match. Will Ospreay, in his spats with Seth Rollins as of late, said in an interview with ESPN, said, like, Pretty sure the last time I heard Seth Rollins have a good match was against AJ Styles, but if you can't have a good match against AJ Styles, you should, quote, leave the planet. 
So yeah, it's shock of all shocks. Ricochet had a very good match with AJ yeah. Styles. The but I have I know a lot of people have raved about this match, and I'm very happy I saw it too. But I disagree so much with having it. AJ is returning from injury. Ricochet literally won the United States title, his first championship on the main roster, the night before at Stomping Grounds and had that nice backstage celebration with the babyfaces and Triple H. And I know AJ endorsed him at the end of the match. I know it was in the main event, so it made Ricochet look good and the US title look good. But the fact of the matter is... He lost. Yeah. And this is a great match that you could have built to. Why do you have to do it now? Why can't you have AJ pick up some wins, Ricochet pick up some wins, and then have the pay-per-view match, and Ricochet gets over by putting an even better 20-minute match in there? Yeah. I was, the commentators kept saying as well, like, throughout the match, I mean, Ricochet is good, don't get me wrong, but can he be on the same level as AJ Styles and, and this and the other? And then it turns out, yeah, no, it turns out he can't because he got beat. 24 hours after winning the title. So I actually wrote, I was like, man, sucks for Ricochet getting pinned. It looks like the curse of the of the US Championship has struck already. And it's weird because I think in WWE's mindset, oh, we're strapping the rocket to this guy. Yeah. Like, well, they let putting, him win then. They were putting him over so hard on commentary. Yeah. Like, oh my God, he's amazing. This kid's incredible. He's so young, but he's absolutely awesome. But yeah, you're right. Let him win matches. Don't just <laughs> pin him. This is the first chance you get. Styles is coming back off a back injury. You can just work that into the match. Yeah. Have him sell that. He's got a bit of ring rust. Maybe that's what sends him in a spiral and he teams with Gallows and Anderson. There are so many ways. AJ doesn't even lose anything really if he loses to Ricochet in overall mainstream appeal. And the other side of this as well is that we're looking at this from the idea of like, well, we've had to have this match. So the other alternative is don't book the match. Yeah, if if yeah. you do, if you book a match, be like, oh, I don't really want either man to lose. Then don't book the match because otherwise you end up with Ryback versus CM Punk, Andy's favorite Ryback, <laughs> where you end up with like, well, we need to have CM Punk keep the title, but we don't want to beat Ryback. Oh no, we're inside Hell in a Cell. Um, ref Brad the, Maddox. Brad Maddox does something. Yeah, it's I, I, and and if this sets up an AJ Ricochet pay per view match. I just hate that way of doing things. Let's give you the match now for free to set up the match. Yeah. I just, I, yeah, it's backwards. So yeah, but I did think it was a, a good good main event. Yeah. And I thought the show actually was, as uh, much as we kind of sort of taking the mick out of this sort of stop-start new way of doing matches and stuff and this sort of whole random resetting, which I, I do think is a very clunky way of doing things, the show did feel like it yeah. flowed quite well. But again... And it's funny enough, Dave, Dave Meltzer had the exact same viewing experience. I did watch this in like three bits. So I managed to watch it like the first two thirds. And then I had a break for about four hours and then watched the final third of the show. So I don't know then if that really helped my viewing mm. experience. I, for, for, if we're doing overall thoughts of the show, I thought this was superficially quite enjoyable. But every segment... Every segment, if you just look a little bit closer at it, yeah. falls apart. Yeah. It, and from just a logic standpoint. So, yeah, yeah I did enjoy it, but it's, it's, it's a very problematic episode. Uh. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And just before we get out of here, we're going to do our Patreon shout-outs for our $25 or more a month pledge hammers on Patreon. Little drummer boy, Scott Drummond. Woo! Yes. Arnie K, the K stands for the coolest dude ever. Yes, it does. John Secret Santos. Woo! Whoa. Probably better than Kyle, Philip O'Reilly. Oh, no, he's not. Cool like a summer's breeze, Chris oh, Summerfield. Wish we had a summer's oh, breeze. Tell me uh, about it. Fallen down a Darian Wells. Whoa, like that yeah. episode of The Simpsons. Nate, drop surname. Woo! Nice. Yeah. Michael Charles Montgomery Burns. Woo! Just jump my yes. go there. He's strong, Justin Roderick. Yes, yes. he is. Yes. No, it's is it, oh, and the, the, the order's been mucked yeah. up. Oh. Jason Ayayala. Oh, come on. Ayayayala. Surely. Yeah, Jason. Ayayayala. <laughs> it's, like it's like a um, thingy from Power Rangers. Oh, okay. Ayayayay. I'll, uh, yeah. I'll do the, the second one, and you do the last one. Uh, boy, your name is Luke. <laughs> Raz the Man Reality. Whoa. <laughs> Zandy. And Xandomania Running Wild. Yeah. Uh, let's get on to our su- 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 super chats with Randy and Yes, yeah. Well, there has been an outpouring of love for you, Luke. Aww. Absolute outpouring. Thanks, it's everyone. Been, yeah, um, 13 people said Elias uh, out of that. Uh, and did you know, you might have missed this, 
Becky Lynch is Seth Rollins' girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I did pick up on that, actually. Yeah. They did mention Subtle. That. Yeah, they, they mentioned it a handful of times. Okay. Yeah, Just wanted to make sure you'd, you'd, you'd noticed. But we will start with Michael Dominguez, who says... See, this is... He says, you must roll R's for Mexican names out of respect. Not anymore. <laughs> no. You ruined that. Well, Michael hasn't even got one in it. I can't go Michael. Um, but I will... I will. I will see. Um, you have to be culturally insensitive as a punishment <laughs> okay. for the R's. Metal Bear says club to turn heel and hold gold. They cut a promo at Survivor Series or something about how they're the best group alive, and then boom, shock the system. Yeah, I think at this point though, <laughs> it's just I'm, I'm. I think I'm. I'm looking forward to the undisputed era going to the main roster. I think I just want them to stick in uh, What next for the Undisputed Era? <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, maybe I do need the Undisputed Era to go because then I can think of different titles for the NXT. Yeah. <laughs> what next for Shayna Baszler? Uh, but yeah, yeah, she doesn't draw, though. <laughs> That's the problem with it. It's the problem with the NXT reviews. The only people that draw are in the Undisputed Era. They're stars. They are stars. Yeah. No one else draws in thumbnails. They're not on. Where were the Undisputed <laughs> Era? Uh, Tim Arndt says, you guys see Becky tweeted that she's not comfortable with her relationship being constantly mentioned by WWE. She did, oh, did I she? didn't I'll, I'll have a look at that. Um, Me too. Yeah. I, I mean, I said on yesterday's Stomping Grounds review, and I didn't really cover it in my review today just because I didn't want to go into it too deeply. I don't think there's Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch have on sh- on-screen romantic chemistry. Yeah, I, and actually... It based feels on, a bit like brother and sister. On the one segment that I've seen thus far, it didn't seem like... They were massively into doing this. Mm. Uh, it certainly wasn't Edge and Lita. No, no, no. It, so it certainly wasn't. What's that. happening? Uh, WWE Universe have tweeted, "Can you feel the love tonight? The peace the evening brings," which is from Lion King. And then Becky just replies, "Please stop, lads." Okay. Yeah. Have you seen her new profile picture? <laughs> yeah, it's a picture of Seth Rollins <laughs> with her hair, yes. <laughs> um, which makes him look even more like Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Ginger Jesus. But yeah, I wouldn't. It's just having a girlfriend isn't like. You don't walk in and go, ah, oh, Ollie's girlfriend, Luke's. It was like, it's going into work and having a girlfriend mentioned by. You do everyone. it all the time. Yeah, I was going to say, you've named off her all the beep, time. Beep, 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 beep. That's, because, <laughs> that's, because, that's because I'm very ugly. So it's, <laughs> uh, Bonzo Ray says, do you think a Ricochet's gun sound effect will be foreshadowing or for him taking AJ's place as leader of the bullet club? Absolutely not. It makes sense. <laughs> the, the, it, really, the pew club. Exactly. Yeah. It's one of those things that when uh, Bruce Pritchard does a something to wrestle in 10 years time, he'll be like, it was, it was the plan all along. Mm. We always knew we were going to do this. The plan was always to beat Brian like a drum so he could win at WrestleMania 30. It's always what we had planned. It won't be called the Bullet Club in WWE. It'll be like the Nerf Club. <laughs> uh, KJ says, welcome back, Luke, and thanks, Pete, for filling in. I think we can all echo that. Thank yeah, you very absolutely. much, Pete. Yeah, yeah. Keep Pete, on chopping. Pete did uh, very, very well in filling in for me. At least when I, I heard of the intros and outros of the podcast and actually listened to the, the content of the... Mm. I, didn't, I didn't care about the actual show no. itself. I just, wanted, <laughs> I just wanted to hear people's emails. Yes. Uh, Jobber JJ, who has, since you left, has changed his name to Ollie Davis' number one fan, says, hey, Ollie, welcome back, Luke. How was Peru? Did you see any giant guinea pigs? I'm assuming he means capybaras. For Luke, uh, Luke's thoughts on the uh, 24-7 championship shenanigans. 
Um, yeah, I did enjoy Peru. I thought Peru was a very, very lovely country, very touristy. Um, mm. I would certainly say, based on like the the locals that I spoke to, all said like, yeah, I mean, this is very no locals actually eat in any of these places because it's far too expensive. But for us Westerners, it was actually very, very cheap. Like for us, you know, privileged people, like forty souls for four people to go out and eat. It's like it's you know it's a tenner. They trade in souls. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Trade <laughs> the Undertaker could clean up forty now. souls. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's actually dirt cheap. Machu Picchu is lovely, but it's too busy. 7,000 people a day is ludicrous. But the Inca Trail is amazing. That's that's the thing I'll always remember is actually doing the Inca Trail. That was really, really good, but very, very mentally that's challenging. Like, that's like a whole NXT review in Machu Picchu. Uh, I, I don't know what you mean by that, actually. The viewership. Oh, right. I see what you're saying. Yes. Um, yeah. But anyway, it was. Um, I had a lovely time for it. It was a beautiful country. And thoughts on the 24-7 title? It's exactly the same as it was when I left. So, same champion. Um, yeah. Not, literally, nothing has changed with it. Cool. Uh, Vactors V says, if the WWE wants their product to look more like a sport, maybe they should introduce a match card for the night and wrestler stats on the Titan Tron. They sort of oh, do, though. Yeah, I'd love that. But they do have a match card for the night. Do they? Yeah, at the start of the show, they say, here are the matches that are coming up tonight. Yeah, but uh, it's white noise when Michael Cole says it. <laughs> if, if someone else did it. I, don't, I think there would be a more sports-based way of doing it. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with with that yeah. mm. no I, I mean I think they yeah for me that's that's kind of what they already do they kind of tease what's coming up for the next three hours um, but yeah like tail of the tape don't just do it for the beefy lads you know mm. you can do it for everyone else and something that is still the same uh, since when you left uh, Sean Dunn says fake Bailey Sting <laughs> is calling out Bailey Sting where <laughs> where <laughs> who knows uh, but Ollie's been getting increasingly exasperated. Um, I can tell. New Age Entertainment says, I only watch NXT, WrestleTalk, and now AEW. But I will say, so onto that, I will say that I think you being more exasperated by it just gets it more over. Yeah. Mm. It's the same way as when you said, we'll never do Andy merchandise. And then everything just flooded in saying that's what we want. It's because you said you everything, didn't want it. Everything, eight people. Let's, <laughs> right. let's temper. But that was eight more than it would have been yes. had you not said you didn't want it. Um, but yeah, I, I, can, I can certainly see that. I think you even said um, on one of the podcasts that ha, if you weren't a fan, you would have stopped watching by now. And oh, yeah. you probably would just be, and you would have stopped watching Ring of Honor. You've just been waiting around for AEW now. Mm, yeah. They've got a show this Saturday. Yes, yeah. They do. Final fest. Final fest. Um, Moin Carnib uh, says, if Brock and Bray Wyatt are world champions by Survivor Series, should Bray Wyatt win clean? Uh, by the way, my name is pronounced Moin. Oh, okay. Sorry. Moin. <laughs> but if they're both champions, should they win clean at Survivor well, Series? Yeah, so the idea is being that it, if Brock wins the Universal Championship by cashing in and if Bray's ah. WWE champion... And you have that champ because if that's the theme, uh, maybe they'll still do that because I wouldn't put it past them, and they'll still push it as like it's the one night of the year where Raw yeah. and SmackDown go head to head in direct competition um, because the the matches don't count. Yeah, and and they've got the money from Fox now, yeah. so it doesn't matter if they beat SmackDown champs all the time. Absolutely not. Yeah, we should probably just have one more. Yeah, that's it? what I was going to say. And Vernon Jeffrey says, "I feel sorry for." Drake Maverick, uh, R-Truth could have waited until after his marriage was consummated. Yeah, they didn't get to, they didn't get to go jogging. So I, um, I just assumed that this was like a, uh, a kayfabe wedding. Like, like, you know, like a, um, yeah, a worked wedding, mm. if you will. It's a shoot thing. It's like a they, shoot did, they did this at their shoot wedding. That's great. 
I'm amazed. Yeah, I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have done it at my actual wedding. But I will say, I genuinely felt bad for Drake Maverick. When he was coming out talking about like how his wedding was ruined and things like that, I was like, yeah, R-Truth, you absolute prick. Why did you ruin this man's wedding? He, uh, yeah, so, well, we come on to that when we come on to the full segment. So, Raw as a total... Uh, from the top to bottom. We'll get to the rest of your su- super chats after we've been through the show. It kicked off with Becky Lynch's boyfriend and Universal <laughs> Champion, Seth Rollins, yeah. coming out to start a promo. And then Seth Rollins' girlfriend, Becky Lynch, came out to stand next to him in the ring. Yeah. Um, so on my uh, predictions, I'd forgotten half the people that I'd picked. Mm. Um, and so I assumed, because I had picked like the worst possible answers that Lacey Evans had won the women's championship so when she came out with the women's title I was like oh I, th- I thought she lost the title for some reason but no she is still champion yes okay yeah good I th- maybe it was like it was like jet lag or something that made me think that she had lost the title you entered the worst timeline <laughs> in over the Bermuda Triangle but somewhere. hey maybe she maybe Lacey still could win because she's getting a third bite of the apple I guess yeah <laughs> yeah I, can you imagine that in one fell swoop. Okay, so what happened here is Seth and Becky didn't have any sexual chemistry, and yeah. then Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans jumped them from behind. Becky and Seth easily dispatched them. There was a there was a cool moment when Seth tried to pull Becky off Lacey, and then Becky just pushed him off. I thought spat. he let her go. I thought he was just like, "Hey, hey, you go, you do mm. it." I was, I'm, I'm sorry I tried to stop you. Yeah, I'm, yeah. So, I'm sorry that I touched you. And then Becky just kept on beating Lacey, which was yeah. cooler. Uh, and, and then uh, Baron or Lacey challenged them to a mixed tag match at Extreme Rules. and Or rather, they might have challenged them either way. And then they were like, oh, we'll even up the stakes. And Seth accepted before he even heard what the stakes were. And then Baron said, both your titles are on the line. It's winner takes all. Yeah. Ooh, so after both Seth and Becky have beaten both Baron and Lacey decisively over the course of several months, now they're going to be a tag team. And that might help oh. them win. <laughs> it's, it's rubbish. Yeah. It's rubbish. It was ru- we, we just you know predicted this is what was going to happen after stomping grounds. And that's what they did. Yeah, and it was a there was a period of time when I said, I don't think Lacey is the worst choice for Becky's first WrestleMania opponent or post-WrestleMania opponent. And I still stand by that. However, it does become a problem when it is months and months later and it it is still Becky versus Lacey. What did Ollie say was gonna happen? Hey man, I'm I'm I've still Maybe I'm just always full of optimism. And then it's gonna, no matter how much this company beats it out of me, I still be like, but maybe this time. Maybe this time. So Becky and Seth, I was thinking about sexual chemistry. And I thought, who had the most sexual chemistry? Because I was chemistry? returning. Yeah. In, in, uh, in WWE. Obviously, Lita and Edge had an over-the-top sexual chemistry. They did. Vince and Linda. Ms. and Maurice. Oh. Yeah, do you know what? Yeah, absolutely. They were just like, even when they weren't as an act together, I was like, they're, they're going. Oh, and oh I, they're jogging. And also, I just think that they just feel like like so much in love with each mm. other. Like, they look at each other like they're the most important person 
in the world like like, yeah like like you and i do so yeah i I think that that's very much and then you say vince and linda randy but i would say vince and anyone else but linda (laughs) (laughs) every other woman on the roster but linda particularly stephanie Mm. hey come on man he mm. um he he, 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 he probably would he probably would so the where were we? You've you completely fudged my mind there. <laughs> Sorry. So at at least like the Baron Corbin Lacey Evans vortex is sucking up the whole main event scene across two divisions now, mm. the women's and the men's. But at least for this episode, that was all we got of it. Yes. So true, bar yeah. the occasional recap of this happened earlier, Becky and Seth are dating. Yeah. This was the only segment. But they, they did have a backstage segment with Lacey and Baron where Lacey essentially said, I want to be champion. And I think they basically said that Becky Lynch is the <coughs> weak link of the two, so they can always just target her. Lacey's seducing Seth. We oh, get, we're going to get a Lacey... Absolutely right. We're going to get a Lacey trying backstage to, with Seth. Trying to curry some oh, favours. Yeah. Oh, Seth. Mopping herself down. Mm-hmm. On, on with her armpit, yeah. with her <laughs> damping oh, her. <laughs> Seth. <laughs> yep, that's a the way. civilized girl like me. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That is where we're heading. That is mm. next week's show already written. Well, I, I. That's awful. I wouldn't mind Baron trying to do it to Becky. <laughs> I think that could be hilarious. That'd be even. Fu- <laughs> that'd be so much funny. Yeah, like Lacey puts that plan forward. He's like, no, no, no. I'll try and seduce Becky. That yeah. makes more sense. <laughs> and say, so, oh, you're already dressed up. Yeah. Anyway. Um, do you know how we were talking about how I'm now just sort of full of this you know, renewed optimism because I've had two weeks off? My closing note of that segment was a nice and quick opening segment. It was like 15 minutes. It felt so much quicker, though. I haven't been beaten down by the show for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. but I've been, I actually watched it. I was like, huh. That was a nice and quick opening you segment. Spent 13 hours on a flight. So 14. 14. 14 hours with no in-flight entertainment. Mm. After that, we got Daniel Bryan, Rowan and The Revival taking on New Day and The Usos in a tag elimination match where it's not every single person who has to get eliminated. It's only the tag teams. So if one member of the tag team gets eliminated, the whole tag team's gone. I only figured that out about five seconds before the match finished. Yeah, Um, and you could tell that we were in Washington because Daniel Bryan was out first and very quickly. And beaten. And beaten, yeah, Yeah. absolutely, because you're in your hometown. Uh, He got an amazing reaction the night before at Stomping Grounds. Was that also in Washington? Also in Washington, yeah. Oh, okay, well, I mean, that that makes sense. That's like always bound to happen, isn't it? Like, Bryan's always going to be treated like a hometown, not just hero, a hometown saviour, even when he is like his... I'm currently a heel. They're still going to treat him like he's the world's biggest babyface. Well, even as a heel, his promos he cuts in Washington are Washington positive. Yeah, he's yeah. like Can- he's, he's like Canada. He's like Bret Hart in Canada. Yeah. So you could actually have your like a new day version of Bret Hart, not new day version of Bret Hart, but a <laughs> new day current day version of Bret Hart with Daniel Bryan, as opposed to just being like, no, 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 no he's just a. Because they kept saying in commentaries, like, this is a very different reaction than Daniel Bryan usually gets. Yeah, I don't know why it's they like, said that. Don't don't say that. Just like, it's in his home state. People love him in his home state. Don't say, like, but everywhere else in the country, he gets booed. Everywhere else, people play by the bloody rules. Uh, at stomping grounds, they chanted, please recycle and drive a Prius. <laughs> Which were very good. That's great. Uh, anyway, this was a fun match. Brian was the best part of it, I thought. Yeah, Brian was, versus Wood was great. Yeah, he, he was eliminated first, and then they Xavier Woods was eliminated straight after. 
Uh, come back after the break. The Usos were about to be stereo superplexed, I think. No, so they were going to do a superplex onto Jimmy. Right. And then uh, Dash Wilder was going to do a big leap. Mm. But however, Jay like attacked him and then jumped off of his back to do a splash onto Dawson as he'd landed off the superplex to pin him. Jay actually thought, nice and creative finish. My question, however, though, is that at the start of this match, they said that it is the... The first time ever that the Raw and SmackDown Tag Team Champions are teaming up together against their top contenders. Now, didn't New Day lose at Stomping Grounds? Yeah. So why are they the top contenders? Because... New Day Rocks. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, after that, we got Braun Strowman tugging a truck. <laughs> They're still feuding, he I was see. tugging off a truck. They weren't feuding. This is. They I thought. No, no, I know. Super I know. I thought that was done. <laughs> they haven't really been programmed together for two weeks. Have they not? I thought it's just like, like they've been doing this ever since I left. It's like they thought, oh, Luke's going away for two weeks. <laughs> Let's just fill for a period. Uh, and now the Undertaker's back, and Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman are still feuding. Because once again. I go away. They had their match. I've come back. They're doing more beefy strongman stuff. I'm like, oh, this just feels like it's been carrying on yeah. since I've been not been here. No, no, there's been nothing like this. It's just been like, I think they had a five way, uh, an elimination five way, of course. Of course, yeah. Uh, and, and then, yeah, there wasn't really much else. But here, yep, yeah, it was it was Braun Strowman tugging a truck yeah. to prepare for his tug of war. <laughs> With Lashley. Come on, guys. Uh, then we got Miz TV with R Truth and Carmella. Ah, well, before that, I don't know if you um, spoiled this. I mean, this was pointed out. Ah, yes, I missed yeah. It. yeah. So Miz was walking backstage, getting ready for Miz TV with R Truth, and I didn't see this. Only it was pointed out to me afterwards. But you can see um, Abby the Witch in the background of the shot, just like peering round, watching Miz walk past. And I was like. That's really cool because I I didn't see it and apparently the buzzards mm. was their bird raptor was um, during Kofi warming up backstage as well. Yeah, that's cool. Is this, is this new? It is cool. No, that that's completely new. Okay, uh, but this is so Firefly Funhouse as a segment sort of culminated last week. Oh right, and uh, you know then there was the pay per view. You kind of expect a new pay per view cycle debut a new character or Bray Wyatt's new version of his character. So I think, even though the cool background bits are a nice, nice little subtle way of foreshadowing it, that's the wrong way round. You do that stuff before you start doing the Firefly segments, mm -hmm. and then you have the Firefly segments, and then off the momentum there, you debut him, or you do a slow camera zoom in on the stuff in the background. I'm actually going to disagree with you here, because I think that this is the first time where this stuff is now bleeding into the WWE realm because mm. previously it's been very separate <laughs> because he's been on his sort of like make-believe TV show set. And this is the first time now it feels like, oh my God, these guys are like, these, these puppets are now, they're, they're with other wrestlers. So it's now, it almost feels like it's starting to bleed into our reality. So actually, I, I thought this was quite cool. And the fact that they didn't focus on it is even better because then it becomes a big social media thing about people posting it up on me on Twitter, talking about it more, people maybe going back and re-watching stuff on the YouTube show, maybe going back and re-watching the replay. 
I actually think it's a really smart way to do it. Not mentioning it at all is a very un-WWE thing to do because otherwise, a WWE way of doing it would have been Michael Cole being like, huh, did you see that that Abby the Witch from Firefly Funhouse? Whoa, did you see that there? What was that? The thing you've been promoting for the last eight weeks, Michael Cole. Well, you he watched would, it. Really, what he would have said is, what a moment. What a moment. What a moment. The... You see, I, I can see where you're coming from, and personally I don't agree, but you can make an argument for that. However, I think what happened is Bray was meant to debut this week, and they crapped the bed, and for some reason brought back The Undertaker. <laughs> you can't have two returns like that on one show, one will oh, get not, yeah. especially when they're okay. both kind of supernatural-style gimmicks anyway. Yeah, okay, so, I, I can see that. Uh, I, 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 I reckon... Bray was meant to debut this week. Okay, it's interesting. It's interesting. Uh, Ms. TV was next. Our Truth and Carmella were the guests. Uh, very funny stuff, uh, showing the 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 sort of clips of our uh, of Drake Maverick losing his twenty four seven title say, at uh, his I, wedding. I think we need to rephrase this. Our Truth ruining a man's wedding. Yes, because that that's what he did. Our Truth ruined a man's wedding and thus ruined a man's marriage. I don't, how is he the babyface? How is he the babyface in this situation? Well, he's the babyface because he's so goddamn funny. He's very funny. And because I, I was on, I was like, oh, I feel like Truth's being a bit of a dick here. He's being a dick. But then he said something about, you know, the 24 7 title. Everyone's always trying to get me to come out of my house so they can beat me. Sir, your music is too loud. Exactly. <laughs> Sir, the, your car's on fire. Oh, I'm not going to fall <laughs> for that one. It was really, really funny. Yeah. And then down comes. Drake Maverick, and he, he's sort of got his wedding tie still around his head and his suit. It looks very disheveled. And I started to feel for him until he said, I've got to win back the love of my life, the 24-7 title. Yeah. So he is very much a but heel. It does pose the question, why do, why do people want to win this title? Because ever since Truth has won it, he's just been saying it's ruining my life. Yeah. And Drake is now saying it's ruined my marriage. Why do people <clears throat> want to win this belt? It sounds like a horrible title to win. I think the US title's got a worst record. <laughs> Perhaps, yeah. I liked uh, Maverick said that um, his wife's not talking to him and we haven't even... We haven't even... We haven't even consummated the marriage. And Truth says, you need fibre. And they're like, why? It's like, he said the marriage is constipated. Good line. There was a constipation chant from the crowd Yeah, as constipation well. chant. Druth also called it the 48-7 European TV title. <laughs> Vince McMahon is loving that potty chat backstage. Oh, I bet he that, is. That yeah. is toilet humour in He's his He's also probably been very much enjoying the intros and outros <clears throat> of uh, the Wrestle Ramble podcast yeah. while I've been away. The which dirt have been, sheets. <laughs> which have been nothing but toilet chat by the sounds of things. Uh, so then Truth and Drake Maverick had a... Uh, a a sort of match. Can I ask a question? Yes. So again, not been around for two weeks. You might be able to help help me with this. Miz suddenly like puts his finger in his in. He's like, wait, wait, sorry, what? I'm being told by the people. Mm. I'm being told uh, that if you accept, no one will interfere in this match. And I'm like, who is he talking to? Who is making this decision backstage? Hornswoggle. Well, you know, well, it can't be Hornswoggle. That's who Truth thinks uh, Drake Maverick is. All oh, right. And then later on, when Alexa Bliss and Naomi are having a match. When they're making their entrances, Michael Cole says, WWE officials made this match official earlier in the night. And I'm like, who are the WWE officials? Is that Shane and Vince at all? 
or is there like or is it like impact management when they just kept saying that there was this sort of like ethereal impact management that were making matches and putting on stipulations but never referenced who they were it's both it's both uh, for when they need it to be a certain thing. Sometimes it's Lacey Evans <laughs> who changed the stipulations and rules of the match during the stomping ground main event. But she was the ref, right? She, yeah. But referees, well, referees don't usually don't get... have the, yeah, the right to that. Usually in that situation, you just exercise referee discretion and say, well, I'm not right, going yeah. to disqualify you for the chair there. No, you're right or there, I'm not yeah. going to do the green count. So, yeah, really... I mean that hasn't that's not something that's changed in the last two weeks. No. That's a problem with WWE for the last ever. Yeah, okay, I was, I was fine. I, was, I wanted I wonder if like WWE officials were a thing or something. So we don't have GMs. So they go to break and they come back, and I was quite looking forward to a Truth versus Maverick match. That'd be quite fun. Yeah. Truth won right away. Yeah, it was like three seconds. Yeah. And then undercard run down, Truth escapes through the crowd, and mean Charlie Caruso. Where did she come from? She just thanos into appearance. They must have undone the snap. <laughs> and then she walks and like, so you're a loser. What's it like to be a big dumb loser? You're a stupid face and you have a weird accent. Yeah. Why are you so rubbish? I hate you, Drake <laughs> Maverick. You're an embarrassment. Yeah. And then he cries and walks away. And again, I'm like, how is he the heel? How is the, the heel in this situation? I felt quite sorry for him in that moment, yeah. Uh, then Lacey and Baron are backstage talking tactics. We already referenced this earlier. Before that, Roman was also walking backstage, and Cole said that Roman tweeted out earlier that this is getting old in reference <laughs> to his feud with Shane and Drew. And I was like, you're not the only one, mate. No, he was talking about The Undertaker. <laughs> he was going to return. So with Lacey and Baron, Baron then says at the end of that sort of segment where they're plotting about, you know, targeting Becky, that they could become the power couple of WWE. Yeah. Lacey uh, said that Becky is um, Seth Rollins' kryptonite. Mm. And I maybe I'm just being very nitpicky here, but Lacey Evans as a character doesn't strike me as the sort of person who would refer to something as kryptonite. Did I ever tell you I once broke up with a girl, legit, because she didn't know what kryptonite was? <laughs> And we've been going out for six months. And I was an adult. <laughs> I just thought we was we were so disconnected. That was the that was the last, that was the last thing. She doesn't like, know what How could you not even know what that is God. from a pop like from pop culture that just seeps through? Yeah. I am your father. You, whatever. Uh, then we got speaking of Roman Reigns, Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre in a two-on-one handicap match yep. that was then announced to just be a two-on-one match. Yes. So no taggings in. That's right, yeah. Um, and the commentators really, really put over that this could be Roman's final night on Raw. There's no way he can survive this. It's a two-on-one handicap match against Drew McIntyre and the best in the world, Shane McMahon. There is no way he could come out alive from all of this. People he's beaten routinely for the last two months. Wow, you say that, but he didn't win at Super Showdown, did he? It's a good point, yeah. But he did the night before. <laughs> I, you know, it was just the usual stuff. It was actually a very good beatdown, I thought. Mostly down to Drew McIntyre again. There was some stuff with the steel steps. Uh, the, the clay, multiple claymores. Shane hits Roman Spear on Reigns. Yep. And then he's getting up for the coast-to-coast. -coast. The match has sort of been cooled off by this point. And the lights cut out and the dong hits. Yep. I, you know, all cynicism aside, I popped. I popped as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I did pop. There is something about The Undertaker that 
whenever he comes back, I will always pop, which is probably why Vince keeps carting him out of retirement. But I didn't pop for him on the Raw after Mania. I'm just like... Eh. No, that, that felt sad. Yeah. But here... Maybe it's because it was involved in a story and it wasn't just like, here's The Undertaker. Yeah. Hey. Uh, I, I, and, oh, and I also popped for the Goldberg bit on SmackDown. I thought that was very well done. But here it was, it was really good. But then I, as I spoke about earlier with the superficiality of all this, mm. it's a cool moment, but when you think about it, you're like, ah, oh, no, but that's a bad idea. Yeah, so this is uh, currently Cage Light Seats are saying that this is done because uh, ratings are down um, and there's low ticket sales and we need to drum up interest in Extreme Rules. So we've casted out The Undertaker and that's what that is. And Dave Meltzer called it a, a desperate move. Have you got a new tattoo? Uh, yes, I have. I got, I got a tattoo while I was away. Is that a, of, of something in Peru? It's the, uh, the altitude map of the Inca Trail. Oh, yeah. nice. Uh, I just thought a bit of thread had gotten caught on your hand. <laughs> but you're right, that's really cool. Thank you. Um, the, yeah, so, so and, and what what did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something about Dave Meltzer. So, yeah, Dave Meltzer said it's a desperate move. Yes. It's a desperate yeah, I move mean, to, try and, to boost ratings and try and drum a ticket sales. Because from what I can gather, Stomping Grounds didn't sell particularly well. No. And they were saying on Observer Radio today that there were... Three and a half thousand people there for uh, Monday's Raw, mm. which is a very low number for a Raw taping. And apparently, um, Alvarez said that that's a lower number than SmackDown last year, which statistically sells lower than Raw anyway. Mm. And he thought, man, like, I don't think they can get much lower than this. And it turns out they very much can. Um, and yeah, it's... Uh, Three and a half thousand people for a raw taping, which is uh, Meltzer said he needs to check, but he thinks it's one of the lowest numbers in years. That's bad, yeah, and it it really stinks of a desperation move from WWE. Yeah, cut it's, out the Undertaker. Yeah, it's not something from the future, and it's weird on a show that they really build like built up Ricochet, even though they ultimately beat him, mm -hmm. to then have the Undertaker as your actual fullback plan and this relationship of Becky and Seth and Baron and Lacey. It's like. It's quite clear where the faults are. Yeah. Um, and, and, when, and when you could have debuted Bray Wyatt instead of The Undertaker return. Yeah. And I think that would have been a lot more effective and exciting. And I, I mean, I was thinking about this while it was part of my news about The Undertaker, like the real reason Undertaker returned. And um, I thought to myself that, like, this is the way WWE always do this. When, when the ratings are bad, cut out Vince. When the ratings are bad, cut out The Undertaker. Or, you know, or we need to push the show. Triple H is going to have a match. And it's never let's try and build a new star and try and like catch some fire underneath people and, and get them moving. It's not like in when ratings were really bad in the 90s, like during that sort of 95, 96 period where WCW were really starting to be on the incline. It's not like they went back to the 80s and said, like, well, let's find some of the stars that WCW don't have and we'll push those as our new top attractions. They were like, well, what we need to do is completely build a whole new set of characters and we'll just push all these new people and these new people are going to lead us the way because you can't just keep relying on old people because WCW, that, that, it can't last forever. And it didn't. Mm. So they just pushed all this new talent instead. Uh, but now here we are, 30 years on, 20 years on rather, where they're now like, I don't know, Undertaker? Should we just bring out the Undertaker again? Sure, Undertaker's got, he's not busy. We've pulled him out of everything he can do anyway. So um, <laughs> let's, let's just punk out the Undertaker again. And speaking of old ideas, next up, we had Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley in a tug of war. Mm. 
Yeah. So it was, and, and the, you know, the last time they fought on Raw, it was in an arm wrestling contest. So it's just like, who is, who cares about this Vince stuff? Vince McMahon. Who, who is going to look at that and go, huh, that's not fake. Vince McMahon. Yeah. Vince McMahon is looking at it and being like, he, I mean, he's looking at it and masturbating, but he's also looking mm. at it and being like, this is, this is great television. He just pulled a telephone pole out of concrete. This, it was really really hokey and Bobby Lashley but Braun Strowman won he sort of duped Lashley for a bit and then was like ah, actually I'm really strong and just pulled Lashley over the line Lashley got the rope over Braun's eyes and sort of blinded him beat him up for a bit and walked off so this is like Strowman is someone who could have been a star he's a great promo he's got a charisma about him he's an impressive looking guy if you book him right he can have great matches and he's floundering oh yeah and he had a terrible 2018. And I thought, well, 2019, after Mania, they're going to rebuild him. Fresh start. No. No. Yeah, this was, um, this was no good. I, I didn't particularly like this. But this, this isn't for me. Uh, this, this whole segment and this whole feud isn't designed to appeal to me. So I, I, I couldn't care, really. Mm. I, I really couldn't care about it. Um, yeah, just sort of kind of feel bad for, for Braun. But there was also no mention of Super Showdown, I noticed, throughout the show. So it kind of feels that that's now been written out of continuity. Because there's a moment later on when they're talking about, when Kevin and Sammy are saying that, like, well, you've only won the title because of, you know, you only keep the title because of the New Day. And he's like, no, I beat Dolph Ziggler on my own. I beat, and, and I was like, no, you didn't. <laughs> Kofi interfered. That, Xavier interfered. So that's it, yeah, that was yeah. a huge part of the match. It was a huge part. Wasn't that actually the catalyst for the rematch? Mm. Yeah, so he did cheat to win. But it just feels like that's now no longer part of continuity. Um, after that, we got the g sort of Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, AJ Styles, Charlie Caruso crapping on people bit. <laughs> and also, you're going to love this. Oh, yeah? The ESPY Awards. What are ESPYs? Right, okay. <laughs> so the ESPYs are a sort of ESPN's sports awards. Okay. And it's a shoot, brother. Yeah. And WWE obviously campaigned and lobbied to get in there as mm -hmm. like a best sports program and they've obviously come back and said well no yeah so they've got a division they've got their own category <laughs> best wwe moment espy of which wwe is up against wwe wwe and wwe right because i'll be honest i thought this was like best sports moment as a whole and wwe had been nominated for four of them but they were going up against I don't know, the dolphins doing a baseball. Like, yes. you know, like something like that. Like, that's what I thought they were going up against actual sports. So they're just going up against themselves. So this is actually really, really bad. Because then Michael Cole at the end goes, pretty cool, huh? Hey, look <laughs> what we guys we're, did. We're nominated for four ESPYs. Pretty cool, huh? We're, yeah, and in our own category. In our own category, where we're only fighting ourselves. I, what are the four? So it's Roman coming back from cancer. Which which should win. <laughs> like I don't, uh, Becky, Kofi winning, Becky, Becky winning, and Ronda, and Ronda winning. winning. Okay. I mean, Becky, Roman has to win. I mean, I will say that Becky winning, Becky two belts feels like a lifetime ago, right? Yeah. Like, do you remember when she was the most over thing in this company? Mm. It feels like a long old time ago. But... After that, we got Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Now free of the Bailey SmackDown Championship feud. Are they though? Because we've got SmackDown tonight. Yeah, that's they could a good always, point. They could always restart it again. Uh, so, um, 
what is this? I mean, you, can, you can fill me in here because you've seen this, actually. You've seen this way more than I have. You can tell me concisely what the story is between Alexa Bliss and Nikki and, and how it works. So this wasn't what they started, but I believe. But now this is the story. Okay. Alexa Bliss is natural heel Alexa Bliss. And she is duping Nikki Cross into doing her bidding. So it's ex- slowly manipulating. It's her. exactly the the Mickey James and Nia Jack storyline. Yes, it like is. it is. Ju- it is just a control C, control V, aha. Oh yeah. Of a storyline we've done twice over. Yeah. That is, that is remarkably lazy. Mm. That is. That's that. That's actually that's impressive. And and it's worse. I've said it before, because you're using Cross's character, changing it. For matches. For, for Matt. And yeah, it, it just, it, n- none of it plays. And then Naomi and Natalia come up to Nikki Cross backstage. Just the worst <laughs> acting. And so bad. Natty is quite poor. Can't they have developmental for just basic <laughs> acting lessons? And they're like, oh, don't you know what Bliss is doing she to is you? She is manipulating and you. And Nikki's like, mm, she by the way, flawless Nikki Cross impersonation. Thank you. And uh, someone, I, re- I read a comment somewhere who said, "What is Glow a threat, or is it <laughs> is it a positive reinforcement?" Because Naomi tells the fans to feel the glow, yeah. but then she also threatens opponents; they and, will feel the glow also. But Michael Cole also said that he loves the glow. Yes, yeah, so, so I don't know. Is it something that you want or you don't want? <laughs> <laughs> what is the glow? What is it? That's our new question of the day. <laughs> what, what is, is the, the glow? glow? <laughs> what are the rules with the glow? Yeah. Glow uh, season three uh, is back in August. Great. Um, so this set up a Naomi Alexa match for later on. Stay tuned for that. Uh, <laughs> Mojo Rawley, uh, in his taser face gimmick, was about to take on Heath Slater. Oh, man. I was like, oh, they are pushing Mojo Rawley. I can't believe I didn't see this coming either. I was like, oh, yeah. So... He's going to get a match, a squash match on Raw. Three minutes, bish, bash, bosh. Absolutely, because he had that feud with No Way... No, that was, that was years ago, wasn't he? That feud with No Way Jose. Then he was... He was with stuck the in, mirror. He was stuck in the Mirrorverse. <clears throat> and then did he debut out of the Mirrorverse and won a match, but then hasn't been seen since? Yeah, I think that's about right. Yeah. He occasionally pops up on the YouTube clips that happen in commercial breaks and he yeah I'm starting to feel like that's that's its own universe because Buddy Mm -hmm. Murphy's debuted in that universe as well and um, I think he's also been in some of the 24-7 nonsense as well Uh, so that's exactly what happened here R-Truth ran through the crowd all of the undercard were there and it was quite fun in the chaos Heath Slater won the belt then R-Truth won it back then Cedric Alexander won it poor Cedric Alexander so much better than this he is so much better than he this. He was like one of our guys when we were fantasy booking stuff last year. He was going to be one of like he after the superstar shakeup was going to be. He was like he's been promoted from mm. two hundred five live. Cedric Alexander, remember his great showing in the cruiserweight classic? Yeah. Please sign him. Oh man, he he deserves so much better than uh, this. And EC three. EC3 also, also deserves speaking better. Speaking of people who deserve much better than this. And then Truth won it back, making him a nine-time champion. And EC3 looked upset about it. Yeah. But I, that's his gimmick now. I think he's, you know, he's fully embracing he's, he what this is. He seemed quite cheery when he won the belt. Yeah, but that, again, as a performer, you would want that. 
You would. You I mean, would after these promos that between Drake Maverick and Truth. Why would you want to? You would do that to then sell the sadness afterwards. Like if your gimmick is being sad, it's better to have peaks and troughs. I, I think it's it's definitely a performance. It's definitely based on oh, no, real life. Yeah, also. No, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, he's definitely acting sad. Uh, then we got a Ricochet interview backstage to not Renee Young, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, Charlie Caruso would have probably made him cry. Uh, you're short. Yeah. Are you, are you, is, it, is your dad around? And is he giving you your belt to hold? Uh, and Ricochet's shtick is, I'm just going to prove I'm, I'm worthy to hold this title. I won because of the support of my friends, family, and fans from the WWE universe. He's just a humble, mm-hmm. white meat babyface. Um, and then we got Kofi Kingston selling his grueling steel cage match <laughs> by coming out dancing and throwing pancakes. Which Corey Graves pointed out and said, like, I thought he'd be more hurt after a cage match. <laughs> and uh, it's always fun when the when your wrestlers are told, don't sell your injuries. Just go out there. Don't sell the things from the night before. And then you have commentators go like, hmm. I'd have thought he'd be hurt, to be honest. Yeah. Seems a bit weird that he's not selling those injuries. Well, thankfully, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn saved Kofi from mean Charlie Caruso. Because she was in there in the ring. Oh, she was about to, yeah. And then Sami, the critic of the critics, Sami Zayn. They said uh, about a thousand times on this show. Um, And yeah, Owens calls Charlie, not Renee. And I was like, no, you're thinking of Sarah Schreiber, mate. That's not Renee Young. Yeah, that's not Dasher. That's not Dasher. (laughs) Um, I th- there was definitely a bit of ribbing here because I guess that um, Kevin had a zit on his face mm. and so Kofi had to point it out. I, I just think that was rubbish material. I must say something for Kofi, though. He said a lot of hokey stuff in this promo about mm-hmm. perseverance and believing in yourself and blah, blah, blah. But he obviously believes it and it's infectious. And he's very I, good. He's a good promo. And I, yeah, I believed in what he was saying. Yeah. Uh, but also, Sami Zayn is an excellent promo too. And this turned into a uh, into a match between them. Really good match. Yeah, really I liked good. it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Kofi rolled up Sami for the finish, which was nice. Like, you know, Sami was kind of protected there. Kofi just got away. The New Day weren't out there to... You, to you help say, him you out. You say that Sammy was protected, and you're right. Sammy is protecting it being a roller, but also Sammy hasn't won since he came back. So it's just for me, it was like, yep, cool. So Sammy's losing again then. Yeah, you're. Yeah, that's what I was going to come on to. I was just basing it off of Sammy and KO won a great match. My match of the night at Stomping Grounds mm. against the New Day. So here, you, you know, it's kind of a soft reset, but you're totally right because then Kevin Owens was like, "Well, challenge me if you're so good." Kofi comes out. Why don't the New Day come out here? Just just yeah. as like insurance. Apparently it was for the WWE Championship as well. What? Well, when Kofi won, they said, here is your winner and still WWE Champion. So I, I assumed it was for the championship. And they they had a, a really high energy match from the get-go, like Swanton Bomb for the first move, I think, and Kofi got his knees up. They brawl outside. Great looking SOS Oof. from Kofi on Owens onto the steel ramp. Rough OS. Yeah. <laughs> and that that helped Kofi win via count out. And that's where I was like, you have done such a good job booking Kofi strong to an extent because he's only been booked against a certain caliber of guys that are portrayed as stars. It's an awkward way to say it. But they have 
Like, have Owens and Zayn annoyed someone backstage? They have been buried. You say, have they annoyed someone? They didn't go to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> well, I mean, oh my God, you're right. I mean, Sammy's not allowed to go. He's banned, which is probably his fault. Yeah, and Kevin and Kevin part Siri. And Kevin refused to go because he has a friend. Ah, oh, you're <laughs> totally right. Yeah, I, I was racking my brains and I thought, well, they did come home from that European tour two Novembers ago. <laughs> but yeah. That makes a lot more recent sense. And then, you know, so KO and Sammy look rubbish, really. Sucks for them, man. Really rubbish. And Samoa Joe runs out and beats up Kofi Kingston. We had a guy on the Super Chats yesterday say, so Samoa Joe probably lost so he could face Kofi for the title next. Really? And I, me and Pete both, both said, no, mate. <laughs> no, because why would you beat someone clean the night before they're going to go for a top championship. Also, wasn't Joe's whole thing that he wanted to be the United States champion? Because that that what that was his whole like he yeah. wanted the title back off of Ray. So now he's lost that belt. Why isn't he trying to get the belt back? Many many reasons to be frustrated with that. Also, not a SmackDown guy. Yeah, so there are plenty of SmackDown stars that they could uh, push on that bl on uh, that bland. This bland at the moment <laughs> yeah, yeah. on that brand. Um, Alistair Black, for example, has he debuted yet? Nope, he's still stuck in that car, uh, that that cupboard. Yep. Oh, I, so it's exciting that Joe is fighting for the WWE Championship. It seems, but he has not been booked as a credible threat. He, it's a joke how many times he's been rolled up and then looks angry. But also, he had like I don't know. 50 attempts at the title when AJ was champion yeah. and lost every single one of them. He lost all of his Universal Championship matches that he had as well. So it's not like I don't buy Joe as a top level threat at the moment because, as you say, he's been rolled up and goes all the time. And he's never like even come close to a winning, apart from that one time when he pinned, well, when AJ had him pinned, but he also tapped out, which we thought was going to become a storyline <laughs> that, that never did. Yeah, so that was, I mean, Joe versus Kingston's cool, but, I mean... But Joe's going to lose again. Yeah. And it, it's just, yeah, it's just not the calibre of opponent that Kofi really needs. You've got all these heels saying, yeah, but you're yeah. a paper champion. And re really, it's because they're kind of right. And the worst part about it is, is that they should be calibre level mm. like Kofi facing off against Kevin Owens should feel like a main event thing Kofi versus Joe should feel main event because Samoa Joe is incredible Kevin Owens is amazing Sami Zayn's amazing they should feel like main event stars but they don't so yeah it, it is it's a case of they should feel like they are top yeah. credible challengers but they're absolutely not and then we got Roman and The Undertaker Teaming up against Shane and Drew for extreme tags. Yeah, oh, extreme tags, mate. Oh, yeah. Tag rules. Tags everywhere. Yep. I mean, those are the most extreme rules, aren't they? Tag matches. There won't be any eliminations in them. And then finally, we got Naomi versus Alexa Bliss, which went a couple of, like, barely a minute. What was I written here? Naomi versus Alexa Bliss. Oh, no. Okay, I guess it's Nikki Cross. No, wait, it is Alexa yeah. Bliss. And, and then this turned into a tag match against with, with Nikki and Alexa versus Natalia and Naomi, which was also just lacking in drama. And Nikki hit her finisher on Natalia, and Alexa blind tagged herself in to get the pinfall victory. Yeah. And they hugged. And it's just the worst story in WWE. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to call it the worst story because we've had it twice over already. So it's not the worst. It's the most boring. 
because I've seen this before. I, I, I think it's I think it's a genuinely bad story because it's not letting characters dictate. I, I'm still still reckon. Which is weird as well because isn't the whole thing that like Alexa is one of those people who's got like really good creative control at the moment and she's like really dictating a lot of what her character does. Just around coffee cups. Okay, fair enough. So overall, I gave it a low average because I think people would would have a go at me. I'm like, really, I think it's a poor show because I was everything lacks substance and it was just superficial and while it was like a, a an easier watch than normal i think that's just because we've all got low standards for raw at the moment i haven't watched a single bit of wrestling in two weeks i thought it was a average show yeah i okay, didn't i didn't far off yep i didn't massively hate anything on the show but also i didn't come away being like god i've missed wrestling so uh, or i've missed raw i suppose it's in particular i did see one tiny bit of wrestling i should say on my final night in the hotel i saw a bit of cmll Ooh. and scooby doo what was going on so let's get into your su- 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 super chat how about team becky versus team lacy and then team Seth versus Team Corbin at Survivor Series to carry it on. I mean, that would be so many months. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, someone did say that surely we're building to uh, Team Roman versus Team Shane at Survivor Series. Oh, yeah. Well, I think it's Roman versus Shane for the WWE title with Shane as champion at, at SummerSlam. At WrestleMania? That's, yeah. Yeah, you <laughs> build that through. And also several people are saying that you should shave your arms for charity, Ollie. Oh, oh really? Oh, well, I like your arms, man. Well, it could, uh, maybe. <laughs> but we will start our second batch of Super Chats with Anthony Eng, who says, Just sharing, Abby was peeking around the corner at the wine Miz and Mercy in the background of the Kofi shot, as we've pointed just out. A, just a correction of it's Bird Raptor. Bird Raptor, sorry, yes, sorry. of course. There's, there's no one called Mercy. No. Uh, and Japanese name, which I never know what it means, um, says, Who would you rather receive five consecutive chops from, Walter, Minoru Suzuki, or Oni Lorcan? I'll go with Suzuki just because I respect him so damn much. And I think he'd be so playful with it as well. Yeah. Like, it would be fun. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. He'll, he'll enjoy it so much. And that, I think that, that it's so infectious, it would probably make me enjoy it somewhat. That cheeky gremlin face. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, he'll do it and then be like, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Just do it. Just do it, Suzuki. <laughs> exactly. It'll be a bit more fun. Whereas if Walter to do it, oh, yeah. we've hey. told this story many times before, but uh, it was going to be at Wrestling Media Con. The original plan for the punishment between ourselves and Cultaholic was we would get chops from Walter until we were told no, because we can't. We won't have any medical staff on standby. Legit could stop a heart. <laughs> Legit could stop a heart. Yeah. Uh, probably Suzuki because they're more thuddy than slappy and I prefer a, prefer a thud to a slap um, Small Afro Games Jaron Walker says imagine if Seth and Becky break up before the pay-per-view <laughs> well I think we all know they're turning on each other at some point Seth's oh, yeah. going to get that chair out again and <sighs> uh, Dreaming of Sneakers says do you think they are setting up Seth and Becky versus Ronda and Travis Brown for later in the year Oh. I think Rhonda's gonna have a kid, so I don't think she'll wrestle Ronda while pregnant. Kid. Has she has she announced a pregnancy? No, but I reckon they're they're at it. Well, she, I think they announced that they were trying. Yeah, yeah, that was the whole reason she left, yeah. right? But yeah. Dave Meltzer doesn't know anything; he's got uh, no credible sources. No, yeah. uh, Japanese name again says Osprey and Ricochet are the Ken and Ryu of wrestling. My last question of the day: What are Wrestle Talk's top three breakfast cereals of all time? Should we all have one Ooh. each? Um, yeah. yeah, but also. Ken and Ryu, they're like 
the bland characters. So I think they could probably be more exciting than just being like, those are the standard colour-swapped lads. Mm. And I will say Crave. Crave. Uh, Rice Krispies was my... Uh, uh, breakfast cereal of choice when I was a child uh, um, golden nuggets when I was little were great because they were so unhealthy um, and Jeffrey Pridemore says did you know that Seth and Becky are a couple what man the more you know I've only been gone for two weeks I've heard Bret Hart got attacked at the Hall of Fame <laughs> ceremony as well sorry what unconfirmed reports oh, okay oh uh, Leisure Suit Larry says with a very very generous donation by the way it says oh, hi you. guys and welcome back Luke I will be ringside at Smackdown tonight and will be wearing a classic support WrestleTalk hey. t-shirt hoping to get some screen time for you all I mean you'll, yeah. be, you'll be one of 500 people there so we, <laughs> we should be able to spot you on camera you'll probably be able to name one of 500 people there. wearing a WrestleTalk t-shirt you mean no no I just mean 500 people there come a general but yeah, as I said you'll probably know everyone by like mm. by first name by the time you leave uh, Jeffrey says first time donating I quit rest watching wrestling but I watch every video you guys put out I can't wait for for AW in October. Cheers from Ohio. Ohio. Thank you. Thank Sounds you. like there's a lot of people like that. Just mm. they've stopped watching WWE and are in holding. Mm. Yeah. Will Hate says, uh, "Good to see Kate's husband back at Wrestle Talk." <laughs> <laughs> Ollie's husband. Yeah, mm, that's true. Ollie's Everyone's husband. husband. Everyone's work husband. Um, Mitchell Henderson says, "How can I meet you all before I move back to New Zealand in August?" Uh, Royal Quest? Yeah. That's, that's, I guess, but that's, that's the at the end of August. <laughs> if you're moving back on the 31st in the evening. Midnight become... August 31st yeah. is when you're going back. Um, or I sometimes get the Jubilee line in London, so just stay on that all yeah, day. Yeah, you can stalk that, yeah. Um, Rocky Balboa says, Welcome Luke, Ollie, and Randy Andy. Spelling Ollie in a completely new way, so thank you very much. <laughs> With that one. Thank you for welcoming me back. It's very mm. nice. Thank you for spelling you my name wrong. Uh, Will Adams says, Glad to see my favourite member of Wrestle Talk <laughs> back. Thanks very much, man. That means yeah, a lot. Yeah. Ollie did miss the uh, the NXT review, so it's good to see him uh, yeah. back for this. Uh, yeah. But thank you so, so much. It's very nice. Thank you to everyone on, on Twitter as well. It's been lovely. Uh, Valab Mamidipudi says, Ha ha, looks like Luke took CM Punk's advice. What was CM Punk's advice? To stop watching wrestling if you hate it so much. Oh, okay. Oh, there did we you go. see um, there was an, an amazing response to that, though, where someone had blacked out all the letters to say, I am wrestling with AEW. <laughs> <laughs> with, the comment, with the comment that said, like, well played, CM Punk. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a done deal. <laughs> you, Luke, may have noticed me laughing earlier, and the reason is because of this silly comment, which is from Juan Martinez, who says, wow, Pete finally took off his hat. <laughs> <laughs> Made me giggle. I have actually got like, I mean, because I've got a worse hairline than Pete has, mm. but I've currently saying got, something. Which, but I currently ha haven't had a haircut in two weeks, mm. and it is it's grown out to a very silly degree. I, the, the comments today are not going to be great for mm. him. Um, and there's been a few like that. Danny Boy, Danny Boy Devito says, "Wow, Pete, nice. Wow, Pete, a nice haircut." Um, DC Hannon says, "You guys are awesome. Watch every day during work." Which ah, oh, thank you so oh, thank much. You. Very kind. Probably shouldn't be watching during work though. Well, you can have it on in the background. Yeah, yeah it's sure like a podcast. Um, a podcast. Andrew Gronek says, fighting pneumonia. Plus Ooh, side wow. to listen... Side, plus side, get to listen live. Did you see Abby the Witch and Mercy the Bird Raptor? We did, and get well soon. Get well soon, mate. 
Yeah, well, you know, Eumonia has its plus sides. Yeah. You get to listen live. Exactly. Yeah. But do, um, do get better soon. Always look on the Sending side of life. Andrew Power. Um, Marco Juarez says, welcome back, Luke. Cheers, mate. As does Ben Greenwood, who is rubbish at getting his uh, <laughs> predictions in on time. By the way, I have now started putting a deadline thing. There's an add-on I've added. Uh, so you can no longer put your predictions in past a certain That's time. Wise. You've ruined everyone's fun uh, now. But I thank know. you, Ben, anyway. Uh, and where was Bray, says Ben? Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I reckon, he, I, I reckon he was probably bumped for The Undertaker. They'll do it next week. Um, John DiPietro, Randy, that's a number two fan, says, Luke, we missed you. How was riding the llama? (laughs) Yeah, so I guess riding a llama was a thing while I was away. Well, that's what you were doing. We had a live feed on the back screen (laughs) showing you topless riding a llama. I did see those pictures. They were very not reflective of what I look like topless. You're you're modest. You look much more hench than that. Well, uh, to be honest, with how hot this room is, and it's Uh, only going to get hotter (laughs) as the months go on. so sweaty. It may end up happening. I'm dripping Uh, don't. I really don't sweat very much. I'm the best at not sweating, but (laughs) I am... I am getting there. Um, nobody asked Nate, who is Nate Craver from the website, uh, who says, uh, alongside these reviews, we also have weekly reviews on the website as well, um, Raw, SmackDown, and Ring of Honor, and we'll be doing some more soon, so check those out. Um, Marcus says, most comebacks, The Undertaker. Most comebacks? Well, I suppose it is, because every time he makes a surprise appearance, it feels mm. like a comeback. Yeah, God, it must be. Yeah. Huh. What a stat. Um, DJ Chili Phil says... DJ. <laughs> DJ says, uh, what do you think of the idea of Bray Wyatt going to SmackDown to balance the presence of spooky dudes so as not to step on The Undertaker's demon toes? But it's the same show anyway, isn't it? That's yeah. I've just always seen new Bray as a raw thing. But yeah, he might debut on SmackDown tonight and they've had to change all his plans yeah. and then he'll flounder so also looking it, forward to it yeah I mean perhaps I'm reading too much into this his sweater is red mm. um, HCP ass ass in says hey guys been a while been busy whenever you guys go live um, hope Luke had a great time looking f- are you looking forward to fighter fest live watch long possibly fest. I am looking forward to Fighter Fest actually um, because we get John Moxley versus Joey Janela, which ooh. sounds Awesome, and I uh, I heard the other day as well that it's because it was meant to be um, the Young Bucks and Omega versus Pack and the Lucha Brothers, but it's now Omega and the Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers and A Kids, Laredo, Laredo Kids. Man, holy hell, mm-hmm. sounds great. It's gonna be a good show. Um, and it's, no no live watch. No live no watch. It is. It starts at midnight here, so it's a very late show. In fact, it starts. At the moment, my birthday starts. Uh, bit, bit of a plug in there. Yeah. I'm, I'm not around. I'm at my uh, parents' housewarming party. Oh, Drive up to Hereford. Why my car stopped We could have had a joint well. party, It's Luke. very hot in here, guys. <laughs> uh, James, carry on with the super chat. James Hollett. We've got loads. So um, James Hollett says, Did you notice Abby the Witch? Yes, we did. Thank you very much, James. Uh, Aaron Downey says, Mercy the Buzzard. Yeah, we did. Um, so thank you to both those. Uh, Tomo says, Tomo. hello, Ollie, Randy, and Luke. 
I hope you had the greatest of times in Peru. Also, Ollie and Randy, did you miss me on yesterday's stream? We did because it was he had to go out for work or something, yeah. so he, he went to bed. Oh, bless him. Do you miss Tomo? Yeah. C uh, Rock, thank you for your donation. As to whoever that was who had a message retracted, um, Vandalia 1998 says, Do you think Roman's booking post leukemia is better than it was before he left? No, I think no. it's worse, but the crowd reactions are better. True. Yeah. Uh, Matt Dennis says, "Idea: The AJ Star, uh, the A- AJ Styles and the Good Brothers beat down Ricochet after Styles loses the match for the US title. To have Balor come out to save, start a club versus club feud." Um, it's just that they haven't really been built up to an extent where that would matter. Yeah. So no. Also, I think we've really got to get past this idea that WWE are going to do some of this Bullet Club related because it's not their creation, ergo it's rubbish. Mm-hmm. Um, Mario Q says, R-Truth breaks Flair's record before SummerSlam. SummerSlam? SummerSlam. SummerFest. SlumSlam. It'll be before Charlotte does. Yeah. They're, they're, de- they're definitely setting a, a ridiculous amount of reigns. Yeah. I think that's the idea. Um... Supreme says the mid-card of evil got into the women's division, as we pointed out yesterday. Mm. Um, Thick Astley says, like to get your guys' thoughts on 24-7 title during a Royal Rumble match. Would they lose it if they went over the rope, or is it only by pin? Only by pin, I'd have thought. Yeah, that so could be quite fun, though. Yeah, but then that's the main a, event would win it. For, for a bit. Our truth could open. Someone could throw him. They get the title, and someone could throw that and just do oh, no, it just, for all 30. Yeah, the, the belt wouldn't change hands over the top, but you could pin people in the ring. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I thought, yeah. yeah. I uh, I would much prefer it to be... Don't itch yourself using a microphone, mate, because people are going to hear that. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I would probably say that I would do it like, as you say, that you kind of pin someone, and then people almost eliminate themselves from the rumble. So you get rid of like a load of jobbers. And then you have like a simulcast... So you have like the Royal Rumble in one screen <laughs> and all the action of the 24-7 title that's just happening all around the arena at the same time as the fun. Royal Rumble yeah. going on. Armless Ambidextrous says, Pete's love for my screen name has inspired me to make a crap gimmick. Beware of the Armless Ambidextrous. Oh, Lol. Welcome back, Luke. Love you guys. Can't wait to hear my gimmick uh, be looked over in 2021. <laughs> we we are going to catch up with the crap gimmicks this, we this weekend. Yeah, uh, Matt Dennis says, Ollie Davis versus Simon Miller versus Adam Pacitti for the Internet Championship support Wrestle Talk. Never heard of the other two lads. No. Yeah, I think one of them is bold. Is. Mm. Um, That's me. Oh yeah, good point. Um, Limps says hello, Swaff Nation, and hello to you, Luke Owen. How the devil are you? <laughs> Finally got that out. Damn, you have been missed. Hope Peru was good. Peru was good, but thank you very, very much. I've missed you all as well. When I said it in, uh, at the top of Machu Picchu, I genuinely did mean it. I've missed everyone. Pavi, who is Luke's number one fan. Oh, oh my God. It's a returning Luke. He feels so fresh. Vince will find a way to ruin his re-debut. Heal Luke. <laughs> I want Ru- Luke riding a llama merch. Cheers, peeps. <laughs> That's niche. That is niche. Uh, KJ, thank you very much mm, lovely KJ says the US title hasn't been good since Cena's open challenges in 2015 yeah yeah probably agree um, didn't people like Seth and Dolph fighting over it yeah but it never it never really caught fire in the, the same event. way it all felt like a, a a poor tribute act yeah it did main event that one show as, as Randy said the backlash Extreme Rules wasn't it <laughs> the 30 uh, minute, oh yeah uh, the 30 Iron minute Man. Iron Man match um, which, went, which went like 5 minutes um uh, it was a seven falls, I think. Iron Drago says, Welcome back, Luke. How would you guys react if the Omni Shane won either the WWE or Universal title only for Brock Lesnar to cash in on him? 
Oh, well, so Shane wins the belt and he's celebrating, then Brock comes down and cashes in. I think that'd be quite the funny. That'd be really men. funny. He won't have um, the pin because it's sliding <laughs> off each other. <laughs> no friction whatsoever. But the uh, th- that would turn Brock super babyface, which mm. which would be good. Yeah, would be the worst thing. Uh, Van Thomas says, what are your thoughts on the Rollins versus Osprey Twitter feud? I think that Seth uh, is well within his rights to defend uh, the company that he works for. Um He's a company man, and he he fully believes that, and fair play to him. But he 100% lost the argument as soon as he <laughs> said, I've got a bigger bank account than you have. Because as soon as you, like, that's it, you're, you're donezo. That means you've got no other competent argument point to make. So you just have to go, oh, I make more money than you. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Rollins deep down knows that, that his company is crap. And it's limiting him, and he's just sort of lashing out online. I, I think he, I think he looked really stupid. He did come off very poorly in it. Um, we've got dozens to go, so let's keep going. Um, keep going. Tim Arndt says, probably just me, but I got a kick out of Ms. Flunking Line and saying airplane instead of aeroplane. <laughs> airplane. Uh, airplane. V. Ola says, uh, 24-7 is WWE trying to replace Ravens 24, 27 Reigns. <gasps> I was thinking... Though, if he gets to like number 26, then Raven can come out and stop it. And then oh, that'd be it's, cool. It's then R Truth trying to beat Raven for that belt. Um, now, this person has asked me to roll the R. And in fact, okay, I'll only roll the R's if you ask me to. Um, oh, Elizabeth. Andy, why would you say that? Because now everyone's going to ask. <laughs> but Elizabeth Matsora says, so Luke, annoying. I missed you. <laughs> Did they have women in the writing room, you think? WWE seems to think all women's feuds revolve around men's or who's more blonde. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really bad and probably yeah. subconsciously misogynistic. In fact, yeah. she sent the message twice, so thank you very much. Thank um, you very Pavi much. is Luke's number one fan. He says, also, R-Truth is a nine-time champ, not including the other titles he has won. Can he beat Flair and Cena's title count? Also, I miss Luke, but now I miss Pete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he will be... I think he will get loads of title reigns, like yeah. close to 30. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the, that's the gimmick, right, is that he always ends the show as champion. Um, start Austin Tussie says starting the stream halfway through uh, hello from the past <laughs> hello Timothy Hi. Jones says I found Ali he's been awkwardly walking the streets looking for crime maybe he walks around the alleyways and eventually opens the door and behind that door is Alistair Black <laughs> there was a weird Ali video package from Stomping Grounds yeah I've heard about mm. this yeah, yeah. Uh, right, Thomas was, yeah because Oh, he didn't intervene. But I don't think he's meant to be, right? Like, surely the video package is that he's seeing... Like, he's basically showing you what a, like, tough life... A tough world that he lives in. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's definitely what they were trying to do. Okay. It didn't come off that way. (laughs) It came off silly. Uh, Thomas Lavender says Zabby the Witch um, we did spot that uh, our Scraddy says Pete was great but Luke is back hope you had a good time welcome back thank you very much Shane great. Farina says welcome back to the god left eye Luke Owen oh I mean it's, that, that seems a bit much uh, especially well. with the G word but um, yeah no thank you very much it's, it's wonderful to be back but it mm. could crikey it's hot in here yes uh, Tim Arndt says if Seth and Becky win Extreme Rules Vin- Vince will want to redo that Edge and Lita segment <laughs> I hope nah, not Stephanie's not involved um, John DiPietro says Ollie I need a good toilet read any suggestions Toilet reads. Mm. Maybe if you wrestle Talk Almanac Volume Two, oh, yeah. which is a perfect is. dipper. You can dip into information. Just open a page. Ooh, I like the results from that pay per view last mm. year. Twenty eighteen title changes. Yeah. February twenty fifth. 
Progress Tag Team Championships, James Drake and Zap Gibson defeated Jimmy Havoc and Mark Haskins at Progress Chapter four, Chapter 64, Thunder Bastards Argo. Oh, That's interesting, wow. grizzled young vets. That is yeah. very interesting, but uh, be careful of splashback. Uh, Spig Bite Gaming says, I'm sorry Luke and Ollie, but Laurie and Pete are my favourite combo. Ooh. But here is my $5. <laughs> um, when are we going to get another Laurie and Pete combo? Uh, well, game on screen Yeah, yeah. gaming daily over on screen uh, Jonathan Hedman, the headmaster or the brain, depending on how he feels. Uh, I really only have to ask why when it comes to the Undertaker. Speaking of the Undertaker, wouldn't it be funny to see him go to the ring with the full Bailey treatment? See, he, he, oh, she gosh. is the hugger taker. <laughs> Welcome back, Luke. Thank you very much. Uh, Dan from Pensacola, Florida, just like Roman Reigns, says, just saying hi, fellas. It's 9.30 a.m. here, and I must get back to work. When is the next live reaction pay-per-view so I can actually hang out with you guys? Probably SummerSlam, hmm. actually. There's no big, big shows until then, but then we'll have SummerSlam and All Outs. So. Yes, we will. Uh, Jeb Sonnen says, hello, Luke. Nice tan, bro. Bro fist. I, I was going to say. Tan. I don't think you've got oh, a tan. I don't at all. Know. Well, it's yeah. not really a place where you go to get. To, to the fact it was pissing down with rain while I was walking the Inca Trail, but it's not really a place you can go to get a tan. Mm. I don't think. But anyway, yeah. I mean, I don't. I mean, I burn if I stand next to a light bulb. I don't yeah. like tan. No, I go pink. Um, Overdrive Reality says, "Hey guys, are you guys available for a convention booking in the states? Would like to know how to contact. Who to contact to find out? Ollie at Rust. Uh, I mean, probably. probably what? What? If it's Starcast, maybe. <laughs> Uh, set Luke at WrestleTalk.com If it's just a school fate Then maybe not Because um, we have had Those inquiries before One so. of our names At WrestleTalk.com Depends on my personal um, Graham Jones says Lads All time favourite Wrestling theme song Entrance theme Ravens hmm. WWE one Glorious hmm. Good shout um, I would actually say it Because I can sing it At parties As well uh, Lacey Evans <laughs> Tyler Bailey thank you for your donation Abram Penner says do you think that these tests of macho-ness between Strowman and Lashley will lead to a dominant tag team between them oh god I hope not <laughs> no so it's actually it's a best of seven strong series yeah <laughs> a former tag team and they win Roderick called the strong it's a terrible yeah. idea uh, JJ says Luke the 24-7 title is worth it god damn it it's a championship better than nothing it's really not though is it <laughs> It's a, yeah, it's a comedy. It's a comedy. It's a comedy. It's a comedy doesn't bell. actually mean yeah. anything. No. Uh, Justin Anzaldu has done what he did yesterday. He has written a a amount of money which is more than he's donated to say Bray and Pentagon. Please, man, can, please a man can dream. Oh, Ray versus Pen oh sorry, Bray, Bray versus Pentagon. Bray versus Pentagon Junior. Bray Wyatt versus Pentagon Junior. Yeah, that is an unusual dream match. Yeah, it's an unusual dream match. Uh, I like it though. Yeah, just a two ball guy says the episode's thumbnail should have just been uh, shocking wrestle talk return with a shadow of Luke <laughs> and a lava, <laughs> and also uh, looking for a good wrestling read. A good wrestling uh, Big read. Apple takedown. Big yeah. Apple takedown. Uh, Lion's Pride by Chris Charlton. Uh, the history of Japanese wrestling. It's Al really Snow has uh, the... just released an autobiography which was written or co-written by my friend so I'm going to push that. Uh, and the Wrestle Talk Almanac. Oh yes. Um, yes. Gabriel <laughs> Reyes says uh, got here late but welcome back Luke. Hope you enjoyed yourself. I was disappointed to see very little follow up to the Firefly Funhouse. Yeah same here. I, I, I know I enjoyed the follow up. I, as I said, I think it's bleeding into our own reality, and I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, Hangman AJ Wilson says, My ex thought the Hulks turned brown. Oil, I feel your pain. The Hulks turned brown? So rather than green? 
I don't know. Unless you talk about Hogan. <laughs> He's more brown. <laughs> um, Duff's 101 says, in honor of Luke's new ink, best and worst tattoos in WWE. Oh, um, Brock's yeah. is a bit goofy. Brock's, yeah, is Brock's, goofy. Brock's penis sword. And um, uh, Scott Steiner's is a bit goofy mm. as well. I remember my, I was on a forum back in like 2007. Someone said that uh, Randy Orton looked like he went into a tattoo shop, pointed to the most bland and said, I'll have one of them all, please. <laughs> that weird belly button one that Batista's got. I don't like that either. <laughs> yeah. um, Caleb Mal- not as cool as mine, you <laughs> Caleb Maldonado. Or, uh, Simon's the only person in our office without a tattoo. Um, He's got better hair, though. I don't know why this has happened suddenly, but Kayla Maldonado says, need a new wallet and uh, any good reads recommendations. I mean, the Ridge wallet's a really good one we can recommend uh, with its RFID blocking How technology. How you all got a free one? Right? <laughs> Stars, mate. And uh, yeah, that, that will protect your card from being swiped by people with special devices on the tube. Mm. Absolutely, yes. And obviously, great reads, the Talk Almanac Volume 2. Yeah. Uh, but I am currently reading... Uh, Red Dwarf, Infinity Welcomes Careful Drivers, and that will then be followed up with um, Sonic in the Fourth Dimension, which mm. was a kid's book released in the early 90s. Harry Potter. Uh, Dorito Gaming, thank you very much for your donation. Spike Bite thank Gaming you. says, Brawn Body? Bobby. Um, earn a respect from each other, form a tag team. <laughs> yeah. got like that. <laughs> Uh, Assault Squad says, Hey, crew, Adrian here. Why is Randy addressed as WrestleTalk.com's Randy Andy and no one else's? Thanks for the show. You make uh, my work day so much better. Love the shield and the super chats. I can explain that. It's because I'm the only one who works directly for WrestleTalk.com. This is my side gig. Uh, But uh, yes, I'm the editor of WrestleTalk.com. So that is why I am that. Uh, Devante Lee says, Randy, please do your best JR impression. Uh... (laughs) No, <laughs> can't. Go on, Good. we paid for it. <laughs> Good God almighty, that's got to be Luke's music! Oh, um, yeah. not bad. Um, it's better rest- than I thought it was going to be. Welcome back, Luke. Hope you had a good trip. Thank you too, so, so much. too deep, wasn't it? Thank you so uh, much. Avas Dada 0808 Abel. Thank you very much for your donation. I think he messaged separately to say thank you very much. So that's thank, thank you. you to you. Uh, Dorito Gaming, thank you again for your donation. I'm really sweaty. Jobber JJ says, Ollie, it was me who predicted Joe to face Kofi because Kofi needs to be the big guy before any before my other prediction. Uh, be the big, big guy before my other prediction is Shane beating Kofi at SummerSlam. I'm very good at predicting WWE's terrible stuff. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, that Samoa Joe is a physically big guy, but unfortunately he hasn't been booked as a big star. Yeah, he's also not the best in the world. Uh, Pavi, Luke's number one fan, says, Luke and Ollie, more sexual tension than uh, Becky and Seth. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, uh, Dustin Pylon Pilon says, The glow is Naomi's secret cult to book it, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> like the fire, Firefly's glow? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That's it's really... all coming together now. Black Lucha says, Hey, Luke, can I be your number two fan? If you'd certainly like, I could. I could certainly do with another one. Yeah, um, it's I think, nice to have I think at least three so far. It's nice to at least have Ollie's one. Ollie's got at least honest. one or two. Uh, Devante Lee says Seth and Becky break up because they lose at Extreme Rules, and then SummerSlam they fight for the true title of the Man. Winner stays on Raw. Yeah, unified men's and women's belts, and that's how you start into gender wrestling in WWE. Such a stompster. Justin Adelheit says, "I was sitting in my car yesterday, and I realised, oh no, they're going to do Rollins and Lynch versus Corbin and." And Evans, yes, they, that's it, is what they are doing. Yeah. Uh, your yep. fear was justified. Aaron Downey says, I would like to point out that I sent the T at the start. That T. Sent that T at the tea. start. Hmm. Didn't get any T. 
thank you for I, your just got a, super I, I did get a message saying that I've just been sent some merch and it has been confirmed as arriving so maybe I can open that on tomorrow's uh, if you let me um, we won't you're not here tomorrow I'll open it on Thursday <laughs> um, when less people are watching Jesse Venable says I was like number 420 oh I yeah, so he's donated $4.20. Here's my ah, donation because right. he's a cool good, cool boy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Aaron Downey again says, Ali is now Captain Foresight. Oh, because <laughs> he's seeing people do stuff. Yeah, yeah. well done. Um, ben Greenwood says, Say what you want about my one late prediction, Andy. But my, actu- my first actual submission was double or nothing, and I'm only seven points behind Luke. To be fair, that I don't think that's that difficult, really. No, but Luke isn't last anymore. I'm not last yeah, anymore. Storm. Simon yeah. is, but Simon's pointed out that she won't be here when. <laughs> yeah. When. Yeah. when... I'm, to be honest, I just need to get more points than Pete. Yeah, and that's Pete's been dropping and dropping, and dropping. Exactly. So. I'm, I'm, I'm like three points behind Pete. So um, that's all I need to do. I need, like the trophy means now. It's yeah. like 24 Laurie's having a surge. Nick, two more. Uh, Nick Cavellio says, "I miss Randy's announcer voice." No, he don't. You're the all. <laughs> and Dustin Turner says, oh. "Seth Becky eventually take on Triple H and Stephanie Vincent McMahon." Yeah, why not? Actually, that's not a terrible idea. Good mm. big big WrestleMania match. Mm. Ties up your two top titles. Ah, I guess yeah. if they're not champions. Maybe they can um, finally make sense of Becky apologising to yeah. them. Mm. The long So is there anything else that I need to know about? Blake Ham. Well, well, yeah, yeah, Blake Ham. So I've, I've heard quite a bit about Blake Ham. Also the rest of Talk Dirt Sheets. I was... I'll I don't want honest. to continue that. I'll be honest. Well, I was a splashback. Unsurprised by the fact that I was gone for a day and the conversation had talked to wiping one's bottom. That was immediately where it went to. <laughs> that was that was two days in. We sat in silence for three set for about three minutes and just someone went, poo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was because. Someone in the ladies' toilets here has been <laughs> staging a dirty protest. Andy, why would you do that? <laughs> so uncool. I love the ladies' toilets. <laughs> <laughs> Tired of your sex tape. Um, but yeah, no, I had, a, I had a lovely time in Peru. It's not what I asked. I was talking about Blake Ham. In Sorry, per- yeah, talk, please Peru. do talk about no, Blake No, no, no. You, you, I, I actually do want to hear more about your, mm. your walk. Yes. Your, your claims of a 12% incline. Well, no, it was. It was on day two. I had uh, eight kilometers uphill uh, with a 1,000 meter incline, which was, that was a tough old day. Uh, it's kind of broken into three parts. And they tell you that the second third is the hardest bit. But actually, I think we ended up finding the third, the final third of the hardest stretch because we kind of, we'd had a rest after the second point for about half hour. And that just meant then walking uphill was so much harder. Made worse by the fact it was pissing down with rain. And it was very, very wet. So what season was it in Peru? Because I've just, I just understood Peru to be hot. It was that's, their, my, that's my weather knowledge. It was their winter, but that is like their hottest mm. period. But it was very, very rainy when we were going up. And then you have a four kilometer downhill, which is about another sort of 800 kilometer drop, 800 meter drop. And it's down really slippery stairs. And we were just like desperate to get back to the camp or to get to the next campsite. So we were trying to go down as quickly as we possibly could. But bearing in mind, my wife- While it was raining. While it was raining. But bearing in mind, my wife is four foot 11. 
and the steps are not like regular sized steps. So a lot of times they're like mountains to her. So she had to like almost get down on her butt to get down some of the steps because they were like monstrous. I just assumed because these were all steps built by the Incas. Yes. That they would have been a tiny people as well. They are tiny people. But and if you watch the porters, so the way that it works is you have, you know, you did 11 kilometers on the first day, 12 kilometers on the second day. And I, I think I remember it's another third day. But the porters pack up the tents and all the cooking equipment and just run to the next camp. So the record time for completing the Inca Trail is three and a half hours by one of the porters. And bear in mind, that is all of like the entire thing. And But they will just pelt it yeah. even if it and I, the, I was i was speaking to uh our leader of, of the of our what our tour the leader bean the leader bean and he said that basically they just know what are the safest steps to take so they just know they've memorized all the steps that you need to do when running downhill so that they're not going to fall down or slip up or anything when when, when you oh. say safest steps that makes me think that if you stand on the wrong step... Oh, arrows start firing. Arrows! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A giant pit's going to open up. Oh, mate, there was actually a point Did when... you find any aliens? I did not find any crystal skulls, mm. but there was one point where one of our... So it was me and my wife a lot of the time, because my sister-in-law really, really struggled with, so her and her boyfriend were quite far behind us. Actually, not far, they're about 10, 15 minutes behind us. But um, there was one point where one of us had to go do a toilet... Uh, in the middle of like going downhill so we just sort of like went off to do, to go do a toilet this is dirt sheet territory <laughs> and then we were like well that's that's fine you know no one's coming this that, and the other and then the following day our tour guide said if you are going to go out to you know because you need to go use the load and you, you can't wait till you get to the next camp do let me know because i can tell you where the safest places to do it are because there are still mines around <laughs> there, there are like un, unplaced mines so you do need to be careful where you're stepping and I, I suddenly, I suddenly, the tour was like, we could have walked into a bloody minefield, and we wouldn't have known. Wow! We should put signs up. That'd um, be a way to go, though. <laughs> so that was a bit. Also, drop toilets. Uh, I managed to just, I managed to do one visit over the four days, but drop toilets are not, not. Fun. When, when I was in South Africa, uh, we in the in the night, you had to have a partner to go to the toilet with you. Because there were lions and there were rhinos and things like that. I don't think I went to the toilet all week because I was just, I, I can hold it. Yeah. Surely you could have just fought them off with your torpedo with an elbow drop. styled poos. <laughs> <laughs> also, Andy, I was going to say as well, I mean, as you well know, you are one of the best bakers I've ever met in my life. Mm. And you've made some absolutely astounding uh, cakes and stuff and treats. The uh, One of the girls that was in our group, it was her birthday. Yeah. And our head chef, our head chef porter, baked a cake on top of a mountain <laughs> with no oven or electricity. Was just a little fire? He, I don't know how he did it, but he made one of the softest sponges nice. I've ever had in my life. So now I can no longer say you're the great, one of the greatest bakers I've ever met because that man has yeah, completely trumped I'm going to have to tr try something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, it was really good, but it was it was tough. My only thing I would say though is. I wasn't that impressed with Machu Picchu. Burn. Yeah. Only because... <laughs> Take that, Incas. Only because, well, no, I think actually the site itself is very impressive. And it yeah. is like, you know, it's it's an incredible feat of ingenuity and uh, engineering and stuff like that. But it is so busy. Yeah. 7,000 people a day go to see it. Because you can just get a bus there. Mm. So you don't have to do like the big Inca Trail thing that we did. 
and yeah, you can just get a bus there. And so actually, it almost feels like a theme park yeah. when you go. It's it's too busy. Just quickly before we go off, my parents went to the uh, Grand Canyon and they walked down it into the middle of it, came back up again. There were about 40 American tourists went, what's it like down there? Because <laughs> like, then they had no plans on actually going down. They just waited there to wait for someone else to come up and say, what was it like? <laughs> Yeah. Right, I think we might yeah. have to get going though because Ollie Davis appears to be having a lot of trouble with his microphone, which is why he's been very quiet. Well, yeah, we've we've changed the arm, but it's uh, it's quite it's it's a fluid, it's a dynamic arm right now. Yes, not a is, static yeah. one. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna just say a couple of minutes so Ollie can get himself sorted, and hopefully he doesn't move the mic too much during the show. Thank you so much for listening. Maybe we'll have some more traveling tales and your emails on tomorrow's show. But until oh, then, but I'm not there. It's Pete. Oh, that's right. It's me and Pete tomorrow, isn't it? Um, so you can go through his chopping catchphrases. Yes. Oh, yeah. Get your chopping catchphrases through. So it's, um, yeah, me and Pete tomorrow. And then, who's it on Wednesday? It'll be Laurie and Pete. Laurie and Pete. No, no, no. Laurie and Simon. Simon. Laurie and Housemate Simon doing... I will give and trust them with the podcast and everything like that. So, yeah, we Laurie and Housemate Simon doing the NXT review this week. But until then, take care. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.